Here we are. Good morning this morning. Here we are, people. Yes, indeed. 10.30 is going to be the vote. Yes. The vote on Brett Kavanaugh. Yes, 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 yes. We've come a long way, baby. We've come too far. To turn back now. Ah, yes. The train has left the station. The train has left the station. It is moved out. It is gone. It is out there. It is ready to rock. It is on its way. Yeah, 10.30 is going to be the vote. And boy, I'll tell you, everybody is so mad. The Democrats really don't like this FBI investigation at all. And the ACLU and all the other guys, boy, they are just not happy with uh, what is going on. This FBI, they keep on moving the goalposts. They are freaking out. They are panicking. I don't know whether you saw the ACLU ad for crying out loud. We'll get to that in a second. But yeah, they're going uh, crazy. These people are. You know, let me tell you something. How dare they question the brave men and women of law enforcement and the FBI? And how dare they undermine our institutions? Yeah. (laughs) How does that sound now? It's interesting how when President Trump or any Republican says something about, about the FBI or the Justice Department, or even for that matter, these hacks 
in the CIA and the intelligence community like uh, Hayden and James Clapper and Brennan and these guys, or even if you question a multi-page claim by intelligence people that somehow President Trump is colluding with Russia, the minute you question him, oh, how dare you? Uh, These people have risked their lives for this country and risked their lives for Americans all over the world. How dare you question these individuals? How dare you uh, undermine our institutions? I think Hillary made a big speech not too long ago about how America was in a horrible place since we were questioning, you know, Robert Mueller and these other people and, and, and questioning the FBI and journalists. And we were undermining our institutions then, weren't we? This was only a couple of weeks ago. But you can't keep up with these lunatics because they nothing is okay with them. Not, they, they will accept nothing. They, they didn't accept the results of the election. They won't accept the results of this investigation. They just are a bunch of spoiled, rotten, anti-American thugs. That's what they are. They care nothing about civil liberties. They care nothing about justice. They care nothing about the truth. They care only about regaining power in the midterms, which, of course, they're not going to do. This has been a humiliation to the 10th degree for them. And they know it, and now they're just panicking. Now people are coming in from Hollywood and everywhere else. It's, it's, the, it's the vagina hat rally all over again. They just, they just uh, took out their old costumes from when they were marauding in D.C. on inauguration day, and they're just putting them back on and hitting the streets. Same damn group. I mean, is Madonna out there yet? Has she gotten out there yet? Unfortunately, even Jeff Flake's little butt buddy, Chris Coons, who he's been traveling the earth with to uh, talk about how Everybody else is such a bunch of unwashed rubes, and we are all misguided, and how dare Brett Kavanaugh raise his voice to the U.S. Senate? Chris Coons is interviewed, and this was just uh, with Fox and Friends, and he basically is predicting the worst outcome for Democrats, the way that you heard him or not. He was on with Fox and Friends. Brett Kavanaugh will be, if I know what you hope, you hope he doesn't, but do you believe he will? I think this will be a very close vote. It hangs by a few undecided Democrats and Republicans. I okay. haven't read this report yet. Um, if I were to just guess today, he will be narrowly confirmed. Yeah. I mean, believe- and that's, that's, a, that's a Democrat. That's Chris Coons. That's the one actually who has been aiding and abetting this spoiled, rotten punk Jeff Flake. And so he's predicting that it'll be a narrow vote, but he will be confirmed. I still believe that Pence will be the tiebreaker. I I still don't buy the idea that there will be Democrats who might be voting for this. I I do see that uh, Joe Manchin has been basically uh, was confronted in his hallway by a bunch of uh, 
protesters and, and, and they're making people like Manchin mad. I mean, they're, they're attacking him and confronting him in the hallway. Don't look to me as a survivor, I don't understand how you can't look me in the eye. Why are you going to vote yes on this? Yeah, why are you going to? He has, he has even said anything about why he's going to vote, but they still will confront him. How, how, how are you not listening to us, as survivors? I am listening to you. Are you? You're going to get in this elevator. How are you going to vote? Tell me. Yo, folks, tell me. No, you step back. You have to step back. How long is it going to take you to listen to you? <laughs> listen to us. Yeah. Elevator closes by. But that's that's what's going on. These people are crazed. And, yeah, turn the tables on him, will you? Get the tweet out. I tweeted this out uh, last night about how, how the, the – by questioning the FBI. Remember how bad it was to question the FBI? Remember how bad it was to insinuate that Peter Strzok and his girlfriend were awful people? Oh, no. No, they are. They have risked their lives for this country. How dare you undermine law enforcement in that fashion? James Comey, oh, he's a patriot. How dare you question, and questioning the FBI, what has this country come to? Where people are starting to question the FBI. Now it turns out there's one dude, though, and this is, uh, this is kind of mildly infuriating. Uh, although, I guess, you know, the, I, I guess you, you, you can't, blame him i mean obviously his his daughter is is getting married i understand that but republican senator steve daines says he's going to he's going to go back to montana on saturday because his daughter's wedding is is on saturday and i'm not quite sure what time the vote is but my assumption is that maybe they can have the wedding Steve Daines could fly to D.C., vote, and then go back for the reception. You think maybe that could that could happen? I don't know what the what the circumstances are, but he says he's, and I don't I don't blame him. It's his daughter's wedding. I I understand that, and and uh, the delays and ridiculousness of the other guys is right, not his fault. What a stranger twist in this roller coaster of a saga involving Judge Kavanaugh. One of the key GOP senators could miss part of this whole historic conclusion to this on Saturday because. His daughter is getting married. All right, joining us now live, Montana Republican Steve Daines. Wow. Okay, it's good to have you with us. Everybody sort of had a little freak out today when they realized your daughter is getting married on Saturday. That's the day they think they want to vote. What's the plan? Well, a, a month ago, we didn't expect this to be in conflict right. with this vote. But I tell you what, I just spoke with Judge Kavanaugh. I gave him a call tonight because the news was out there that about the wedding. I said, Judge Kavanaugh, let me be very, very clear. My support for you has been unwavering. In fact, after spending three hours with that supplemental FBI report today, uh, my support, not that it was ever waning, but I'll tell you what, when you look at the evidence that was presented today, uh, there's absolutely zero, zero corroborating evidence to support these allegations. I said, Judge Kavanaugh, uh, I'm going to be there to vote for you as needed. And Do you he have said, a time machine? <laughs> we have, we have airplanes. I think that's pretty clear what he's saying there when he says he will be there to vote for him as needed. So obviously, if it's a situation where, and I can't imagine it not being a situation where he's not needed. I mean, if it's a situation where Steve Daines, he's a Republican, 
these unless Mansion and Claire McCaskill. And by the way, there's a poll out that refutes what I told you yesterday, based on another poll. Uh, this poll I told you about yesterday was uh, Holly and McCaskill at 43 percent. I did not think that was a good showing for Josh Hawley. A brand new poll. This is uh, I'll, I'll have to look into this a little bit more, but uh, this poll is showing that Josh Hawley is launched out with uh, eight percentage points ahead of uh, of of Claire McCaskill in this particular poll. So it might not be as bad as we might think it is, but uh, he has uh, basically, according to this poll, come out. Eight points ahead of Claire McCaskill. That's a, that's the kind of showing that a Republican like uh, like Josh Hawley should be showing in a state. Nineteen percentage points uh, for Donald Trump. That's that's the kind of number that I would expect from him. Anyway, if uh, Steve Daines, you know, can't come back, or if if they need his vote, they he'll he'll come back as needed. So. I, my assumption is that even though he's going to be there for her wedding, and and I think that's a that's a priority. Uh, I definitely think it's a it's a priority, and 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 and, a, and of course the reason why we're here uh, today voting on this is because of the lack of commitment on a number of levels and on a number of different people and a number of different factors, and uh, you know Steve Daines' daughter is getting married, so. He needs to he needs to be there, but nonetheless, I would assume that ultimately what could happen is he could fly back, or they could go pick him up. Hell, I mean, Donald Trump should go pick him up in Air Force One and land right in front of the church, and then pick him up, take off right in front of the church. You know, the Air Force One maybe could, you know, do a, a vertical takeoff. <laughs> And 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 head on on to DC. I don't know. You just pick him up, get him, and and then bring him back. It's fine. I'll be there in time for the in time for the toast, in time for the first dance. Let's hope that, that they figure it out. But I I don't think there's any way, shape, or form that uh, that uh, Steve Daines is uh, going to. Uh, I don't think I don't really think there's a, there's a way he's going to screw up the Kavanaugh vote for a wedding. I don't think he's going to do that. And Jim Haney's pointing out, <coughs> pardon me, uh, that you know soldiers have the same conundrum sometimes. Although I think generally people, when they're military families, they wait until there's a. I, I don't I don't know. I, I guess people do get married without their. Uh, without their loved one when he's serving overseas or she's serving overseas. But I, I find I would find that to be highly unusual to plan a wedding for when your loved one is deployed. I, I, but maybe maybe that has happened before. I, I don't know. But anyway, this is a little different story. But um, and Robin, by the way, took a little bit of my advice and and watched uh, Megan Kelly. And he says it wasn't really bad uh, at all. It was, um, you know, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe Megan is making some some new friends. Did you see, though, this ACLU ad? Oh, Lord. What happened to the ACLU? I mean, they are, they are no longer. I mean, you could, I mean, a while back, we could always uh, count on the fact that the ACLU is, uh, 
always picks and chooses its particular focus, always picks and chooses what cases it takes and what it depends. It's never really – well, it has been in the past a true civil liberties organization, but for a while there – I mean, ever since Dershowitz was kind of not involved anymore, they really became just another wing of the left wing, and they only defend people who they politically agree with. So it's not like this is a sudden turn for the ACLU. But boy, this ad that the ACLU put out on Kavanaugh is unbelievable, comparing him to Bill Cosby and Bill Clinton, you want to hear it? We've seen this before. Denials from powerful men. I did not have. Wow. Bill Clinton must be elated. <laughs> and, you know, there he is again. There is old Bill again. He's like, damn it. I thought this, this was this was over. I keep bringing this up. Don't worry, Bill. They have Chelsea on and with a straight face, ask her to reflect on Kavanaugh. So uh, they don't care about what what you were doing. Relations with that woman. I've never seen anything like this. I categorically keep in mind, Bill Clinton was basically convicted and Bill Cosby was convicted. He was convicted of a crime. Bill Clinton lied, but. Uh, but but Bill Cosby was convicted of a crime, a m- multiple crimes. He went through a jury trial, and there was evidence presented and everything else. And uh, how you compare him to Brett Kavanaugh is unbelievable. Unequivocally de- deny the allegation against me by Dr. Ford. America is watching. And as we choose a lifetime seat on our highest court, integrity matters, and we cannot have any doubt. Uh, Yeah, you can, because it's always true that you are innocent until proven guilty. The idea that you have any doubt that someone is guilty does not make them guilty. Or if you doubt that they're innocent, it doesn't make them innocent. The court of law is there to basically judge by jury whether or not someone is guilty or someone is not guilty. Actually, there's no real such word as innocent in in jurisprudence. No one is ever declared innocent. You're you're either guilty or you're not guilty. That's kind of the that's kind of the whole thing about going through the jury process is that uh, they don't. They have decided uh, on a preponderance of evidence that you are not guilty. That doesn't mean you're innocent. They just are saying in the court process you're not guilty. So we've always been – it's always been like something in journalism that you never – you know, jury finds him innocent of blah, blah, blah because there's no such thing as the word innocent in in jurisprudence. Anyway, this ad is unbelievable because it doesn't recognize any – of the tenants of liberty at all. Senator Gardner, oppose the confirmation of Judge Kavanaugh. Chris Hahn is a radio show host, former... And, and, but that was on Tucker Carlson last night. And Tucker had the ACLU chief on. But that's the American Civil Liberties Union. That, that's, that's your apparently last bastion of hope for defending liberties. And, for instance, the ACLU 
should have come forward and defended the cake maker. The ACLU should have come forward and defended the person who said, you know what, my religious beliefs bar me from being able to, at this point, uh, serve you. And I understand the arguments being made. Yeah, but interracial couples, well, I, I get it. But this is clearly you are participating in a certain solemn occasion that's tied to a faith. And if you don't agree with that, then you shouldn't be forced to. That's pretty much the way it goes. And so the ACLU should have defended the baker. Uh, hell, they should have defended me uh, against the fascist activities of Stacey Newman and the rest of the gang. Chances are, uh, in a legal proceeding, they'll, they'll probably end up defending her. But it's a slippery slope, and it's, and it's, and it's a very nuanced case. But still, nonetheless, it, it, it is the ACLU, which is basically no longer. All right, so 1030 this morning, the vote will be taking place. Uh, uh, Chris Coons and the rest of the gang do believe that, uh, that this is going to be a, a yes vote uh, for Kavanaugh. And now, apparently, Jeff Flake is still having issues with the Kavanaugh vote. So Jeff Flake, as I told you, never really intended to never really intended to, to, to vote for Kavanaugh. I think he is a definite no vote. He just does not care about decency, about this country, and he doesn't care about Christine Ford, and he doesn't care about rape. He doesn't care about any of that. He cares about Jeff Flake, and he cares about making a stand, and he cares about the ACLU vote, I guess, when he decides he's going to run uh, for uh, president. Now, Meanwhile, you had Chuck Grassley. You, you get an 85-year-old man mad. You know you're, you're in trouble, right? And he went after the media. And now, again, I think Jimmy Haney, uh, 1030, I'm, it's 930 your time. So make sure you don't miss it. It's, it's 930 our time here. So uh, Jimmy's going to grab some beers and watch the vote. So if you're going to do that, uh, make sure you get back by, by 930. But yeah, don't make an 85-year-old man mad for crying out loud news media. You refer them to the ADA. Uh, right now, I'd say I, I don't know, and I don't know if there's any reason to. I think that what I'd like to do when we get all done, because this is almost rock bottom, I would like to have the future mending things so we can do things in a, a collegial way that the United States Senate ought to do, and particularly when it comes to Supreme Court nominations. And you folks can have something to do with this. Now, I would never use the word fake news. I consider you folks policemen for our de democratic system of government. <laughs> yeah. But I want to show you where some of you have bias. I've had uh, demonstrators in my office uh, for two weeks now, both for Kavanaugh and against Kavanaugh. And uh, one time, the people that were for Kavanaugh wanted to be interviewed. And they said, we only... We're only interested in view, interviewing people against Kavanaugh. Now, is that that's a bias that none of you should be proud of? Now, oh, darn it! <laughs> Dag damn it! He looks pretty good for eighty-five. I got to tell you, he's eighty-five years old. That was uh, was pretty amazing. Yeah, he's angry. You're supposed to be policemen for the for the world. It's like, no, don't tell them that. They're supposed to be policemen. That's all you need to do is tell those hacks at CNN that they're policemen. It's all we need 
is 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 CNN getting that kind of uh, that kind of help? Also, a little later on, uh, I got Marco Rubio getting harassed. Uh, ben Sass up to his own uh, his old tricks, saying that 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 President Trump isn't capable of leading us through this. It's like Ben Sass. These people are hugely annoying to me. And again, one more thing to you people out there, you Democrats out there, stop undermining our institutions and doubting the FBI, these brave men and women who fought for our lives. Keep hammering that home, by the way, throwing it back in the Democrats' face, because that's that's what they've been squawking about this entire time. The minute you question Robert Mueller, the minute you question James Comey, the minute you question Peter Strzok or whatever else it happens to be, you are undermining our institutions and and undermining law enforcement. Well, now they're all holding news conferences talking about how the FBI investigation's a sham. Unbelievable. Now, you know what? I don't know how the FBI did this investigation in four days. Don't ask me. I don't give a rip. They did six of them already. Who cares? I'm not. I'm not worried about the the FBI investigation. I didn't. I don't. I wouldn't care if the FBI just uh, said, you know, hey guys, you want to do an investigation? Sure. Okay, we're finished. Thank you very much. I wouldn't care if they did that because this whole thing has been a mockery. So we might as well go ahead and follow through on the mockery and have the FBI just basically not even do one. But they've already talked to these people. They, 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 they are, they're talking to the people. Keep in mind, we heard from Christine Ford. We heard from Judge Kavanaugh. They are the ones who mentioned uh, Judge Kavanaugh as well as Christine Ford that there were other people who could corroborate their stories. That's what the FBI was looking at. They talked to all these other individuals, Mark Judge, et cetera. We, uh, I'm surprised we still haven't had the the leak yet of – this particular thing, I, the, the, this report. So I don't know whether or not we're going to uh, ever see any part of it, but I'm, I'm supposing they're going to eventually uh, uh, leak the report. Uh, we are going to have comparison in just about an hour, so we'll bat that thing around. And I've got a lot more for you coming, uh, coming your way. And, by the way, Doug Giles is hunting. And so Doug Giles texted me yesterday and said, dude, I'm hunting. I really can't, uh, you know, uh, make it at eight thirty on Friday. I said that's all right, man. He's he, when he, when he hunts. By the way, he goes big game hunting with twenty thousand dollar rifles that are like basically muskets. He's like shooting wild boar like they did in the fifteen hundreds. That's the that's the kind of hunter that uh, Doug Giles is. Hey, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem. <laughs>
late. Golden Oak Lending has millions of dollars available with mortgage rates in the threes. Pay off high interest credit cards. Eliminate PMI. Fix up your home. You could even skip two months of mortgage payments. And if we can't close your loan, the appraisal is no charge. Call 314-567-GOLD. 567-GOLD. Golden Oak Lending cured my blues. NMLS 114937, 111 Westport Plaza, St. Louis, Missouri. Call 567-GOLD. What's up, people? How's everybody doing for crying out loud? Good morning. Happy Friday to all of you. And to you and yours. All the tension in the world today. All the little girls filling up the world today. With the good comes the bad, the bad comes the good. But I'm going to live my life like I should. Like I should. Now all the critics want to hit it. This shit can and we did it. Just because they don't get it. But I'll stay fitted. New era committed. Now this red We are live from the Discovery Design Truck Care and manufacturing studios. Rick Pogue's going to be in next week to talk to us a little bit about what they're advancing with Discovery Design. Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing, ddtruckusa.com. That's the website. You're seeing a little bit on Facebook here with their poster there. We're going to redo that because they have a new, brand new, souped-up website. So speaking of the internets, are we, everything going back up to speed there? We had to uh, reboot the stream Because we want to make sure that everything is cool, we had some complaints about the uh, stream kind of popping in and out. It happens. On newer phones, it doesn't really happen. On some older phones, it is. But Got news here that Melania Trump's going to be sitting down with, uh, with ABC News, World News Tonight anchor Tom Lamas. I wonder how that's going to go. Why is she doing that? She's really a very private person. Melania is. I'm just kind of surprised. But you know what? She's on a solo four-nation tour of Africa right now. And uh, she's got a Be Best initiative. and She's out there with her... Uh, she's with the anchor out there and she's running around in these uh, with her pith helmet on and her riding boots that's cool I want to see her with the pith helmet on but she's doing good work down there so I love Melania Trump she's really just such a great ambassador for this country and people love her so the world loves her Uh, let's see. Lee says the stream stops, but once you restart, no problem at all. Yeah. It's sometimes just with the phone. I don't know. Yeah, she does always look so good, Bindi. I know. She's so classy. And you got to imagine that this, uh, 
this anchor was, you know, was good to her. Because I, I don't know how you could be... I, I really, like, you know, people can, like, beat up on Trump and other people like that. But I don't know how you can sit there in a room with Melania and, and like you know, like rip on her. I wouldn't be able to like say a word. I wouldn't know what to even do if I was in a room with her. So how you could just do that. And I don't think that's sexist of me to say that either. I'm just telling you, I just wouldn't know what to do. Like, so, uh, what, uh, what, um, uh, uh, yeah. What's up? So, uh, how is everybody in your family? Uh, I'd just be crazed. So I was telling you all about the economic news yesterday, and I, I, I will get more into this and get more into, obviously, the vote taking place at 9.30 your time this morning. But there's a there's – Sears and Kmart are closing. Like 46 more Sears stores and Kmart stores are all closing. But these guys just they, – they haven't caught – they haven't – they haven't caught up. They just, they haven't, these, anybody who's closing now in the, in the retail world, it's their fault. I mean, it's, it's nobody's fault, but theirs when they are, when they are closing down, it's just absolutely, totally their fault. I mean, and, and by the way, I mean, I love, you know, I used to, I used to uh, get some of my lawn equipment and stuff like that from, from Sears, but I mean, come on, Kmart. Who the hell goes there anymore? I mean, it, it just—it's their fault for 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 being, you know, not keeping up with the times and not doing their online stuff. I mean, you notice that uh, Toys R Us just decided to come back, except this time they're not going to do necessarily brick and mortar. They're going to take on Amazon on the internet, which is what they should have done a long time ago. The, if, if Toys R Us was like, hey, how come people aren't coming into our store anymore? Because they have computers. That's why. You can, you can order a, a toy on your iPhone. You don't need to go in there and listen to a bunch of kids screaming and people slapping their kids. And, and who, those people who don't. So the only people you wind up sharing the aisle with are people who don't have computers. And, and, you know, you never know what you're going to get there. I'm not saying that if you don't have a computer, you're somehow, you know, lower class. I'm just saying that at, that, at some point, the place just becomes, you know, you, you just don't want to go in there anymore. But anyway, yeah, I, they just didn't keep up with the times. And so now they're having to kind of retool and come back. And, and that's, how, that's how that goes. In other retail news, I was fascinated by this story from yesterday about these um, – I don't know. I don't really eat ham, but some people do. Johnson County hams. They're recalling 89,000 pounds of ready-to-eat ham products due to listeria contamination. That's crazy. So if you guys are eating the uh, Johnson County hams coming out of North Carolina, be very, very careful. All right, so 9.30 is going to be the vote. I told you earlier that we have uh, Steve Daines, who is the Montana Republican, who's going to be at his daughter's wedding, and his daughter is getting married in Montana, and he's going back for that. But I don't think that's going to be a concern at all. 
I, I don't think there's going to be really any any way that that he's going to wind up uh, missing a vote or or whatever. They're going to make sure he's there one way or the other. And, and 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 so it's good news. Chris Coons, as I played for you earlier, is even saying, uh, uh, "Oh, there's a recall for ground beef in St. Louis too." All right, whatever. Be careful, people. Just be careful when you're eating. Okay. If your if your mouth begins to sting, you have uh, you have eaten poison. I'm just telling you. One time I was uh, before I get to Lindsey Graham here, who is great. One time I I got to the point where I was uh, I actually was poisoned by my my parents had plants all over the place. And I bit it. I don't know why it, I was compelled to bit, bite into a leaf of this plant, and there was like this milky substance that came out of the plant. And I went, I bit into it for some stupid reason. Like I, it's kind of like I was, I don't know. You know how when you're a kid, you're doing stuff that, I, what would happen if I did this? I bit on the bit into the plant. Then I went down to, uh, I just left the house, went to my friend's house, and my mouth was was burning. My parents were out to eat, and my sister Luann was at home. And uh, <laughs> I came back home, and <clears throat> Luann was babysitting. I came back home and I said, uh, my mouth is, I, I don't know what age, I think it was all of about eight or something. Like, my mouth is burning. I think there's something wrong. I, even then, I think I, re- I realized, that maybe 10, I don't know. I realized that I did something like wrong. And she goes, what did you do? I go, well, I did bite into this plant. And so the, uh, she called the restaurant, got a hold of uh, my parents and said that my mouth was burning, and, and they, and they, uh, and my dad knew that it was a poisonous plant. Why they had poisonous plants hanging around the house is beyond me. But I can't, I still can't remember what it was. It was like this leafy, it was like this rubbery leaf that had a white, milky substance that came out of it when I bit into it. And so Luann, so they said, in the meantime, what you need to do is you need to, uh, you, you need to make him throw up. And I don't know whether that's really the way things go now when people are poisoned. I think they, they, they don't really look positively upon making people throw up when they're poisoned because it might spread the poison more. So uh, I had to – This is that, that's why to this day I really don't drink chocolate milk and, 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 I, and I even stopped doing it when I was um, younger after this event. I had to drink like a full gallon of chocolate milk. And, and it made me, uh, made me throw up, and that's that's what that was apparent. And then they they arrived, and they just, just so it happens they were out to dinner with my uh, our family doctor, who also happens to be my dad's first cousin. So they were out to dinner with them, and and came flying in the house, and I was fine, but I was what an idiot. I was I was I was a kind of a dumb kid. Got to tell you the truth about that. It was not. Uh, I, I was nice, but I was kind of stupid. All right, so Lindsey Graham, who I have just been, I don't know, I've been loving this guy. I don't know. I don't know whether it's just because McCain is dead or uh, what the deal is. Yeah, was it a rubber tree plant? Are rubber tree plants poison? All I know is it was a small plant. It had the thick green leaves, and I bit into it somehow. I claimed, I think I claimed, this is how stupid I am, I think I claimed I accidentally bit into it. And it was like, you, you can't accidentally bite into a plant, you little moron. 
So it was, uh, I think and the, there was a milky substance that came out of it, and, and it, my mouth was burned in. Anyway, Lindsey Graham, who I, I don't really regret necessarily, uh, you know, riding him like a rented mule back in the day, because he, he, sometimes he did seemingly undermine President Trump a lot. I think sometimes he's also a little bit of a warmonger. He does kind of egg the president on uh, in terms of uh, trying to get him to attack people, <laughs> things like that. I think he's a little bit of a, of, a, of a neocon there. But nonetheless, he has been absolutely an unbelievably valuable soldier in this uh, Kavanaugh situation. And so he's being interviewed, and I don't know whether you were able to pick up or you can pick up on this, but everybody's swarming him, and uh, he he believes there's, first of all, there's no Democrat except maybe one that are going to vote for Brett Kavanaugh, uh, maybe two. I, I, don't, I don't believe, for instance, that that that... Claire McCaskill is going to vote for Brett Kavanaugh. She just can't do it. There's too much pressure from the left. Uh, the vagina hats have they've broken out their hats again, and they're just they've got their the same costumes they were wearing during the inauguration day protests. And they're up there now, and oh, the only thing missing right now is Madonna from the rallies, and, and I'm sure that's coming somehow today or in the in the aftermath. So Joe Manchin, maybe Heidi Heidkamp. Maybe she's in the fight of her life there in North Dakota, so she might. But but Joe Manchin is probably going to be a yes vote, I think. But nonetheless, I still believe my prediction still is that it is going to be a tie vote and that uh, Mike Pence will be the tiebreaker. But I don't know. If we get a Democrat and lose Jeff Flake, it, it, it's not going to ultimately uh, – uh, matter one way or the other. So now we have Lindsey Graham, who's being interviewed, and really, I love this guy now. That's the one thing about, there's so many of these interviews that take place in hallways, because uh, that's where everybody is, and so you, you can't hear it. It's so hard to hear them, because everything is in a damn hallway. It's echoing everywhere. But anyway, here you go. Because you've humiliated this guy enough, and it's you know, bottom for if some you of you. So, uh, so why don't we dunk him in water and see if he floats? So the bottom. So did you did you hear that? I don't know whether you. <laughs> I don't know whether you heard that or not. But he basically was uh, suggesting that people who kept on bothering uh, Brett Kavanaugh about this. He said, why don't we dump him in the water to see if he floats, which I guess was in the past uh, was is a known. And, and hey, Mama Kay, maybe you can tell me about it because it, it's kind of a uh, it's it's an infamous test for witches in which you actually in the, in the old days, they would throw them into a body of water and they float their guilty. If they sink, that proves they're innocent. So it, actually, Monty Python did a bit about this that, that the hot air guys put up, which is pretty interesting. Here, I think they did a whole. <laughs> so 
So this is them dragging a rich and May we burn her? She's a witch. She looks like one. How do you know she's a witch? It's like she looks like one. This is so typical. This is this is actually the 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 sum total of the whole uh, Kavanaugh affair. We have found the witch. May we burn her? She is a witch. She looks like one. Yeah, she does. Bring her forward. I'm not a witch. I'm not a witch. <laughs> and so it's, you are just as one. <laughs> so the witch comes up, and, and uh, the witch in question here is wearing a uh, like a, a pointed nose that's strapped to her head. It's just like it's like very crazy. Like this. And this isn't my nose. It's a false one. Will? Well, we did do the nose. The nose? And the hat. But she's a witch. <laughs> so they, 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 because they didn't, because they knew she wasn't a witch, I mean, this is actually a, this is actually a great bit here because this is actually the, how the entire Kavanaugh thing is rolling out. So they have this witch, right? And, and she's got this fake nose on, and, she, and which is this long, Witch knows, and then she's got the uh, the 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 hat on, and so what happened is they said she looks like a witch, and then she says, "Well, this is a fake nose, and, and it's and it's a it's a fake hat and everything else, you know." You do the nose, the nose. It's a false one. Will, well, we did do the nose, the nose, and the hat, but she's a witch. Yeah. So so. Much like it is with Kavanaugh, uh, they when when he, when it was clear he wasn't a gang rapist, when it was clear he wasn't a attempted race rapist, and when it was clear he wasn't a drunk pull his pants down dude, they still made him one. It it, it didn't it didn't matter. In fact, it did it didn't matter to the to the ACLU when they when they put out the ad comparing uh, Kavanaugh to Bill Clinton and and to and to. Bill Cosby, for crying out loud, didn't matter to them. This uh, this Monty Python bit is a lot more reflective of uh, the entirety of the Brett Kavanaugh thing than it is even of one little snippet of Lindsey Graham's line. It's a four minute clip, but it's really it's really pretty funny. There's, there's probably a lot more to, to compare the Kavanaugh case to. Did you dress up like this? No. no. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, I bet. Yeah. I, bet. I, bet. I bet. She has got a wart. What makes you think she's a witch? Well, she turned me into a newt. <laughs> so he's standing there, and the guy is obviously a human being, and he's like, she turned me into a newt. It's like, okay, well, you're not a newt now. It's like, so that, that, that is reflective of when, okay, well then, uh, okay, so he's not a rapist, he's not a gang rapist, he's uh, not a drunken pull-your-pants-down guy, but you know what? He did raise his voice to the U.S. Senate, the Senate Judiciary Committee. He did raise his voice to Jeff Flake, so uh, that's a problem of temperament. They keep on moving the ball. 
This is the, this is exactly what this is. This is this is this is the Monty Python witch burning scene in 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 nearly its entirety. Newt. We got better. Yeah, John Cleese is like, well, you're you're a human being. You don't you don't look like a newt. And he's looking around. Like, well, yeah, you're right. I got better. <laughs> There are ways of telling whether she is a witch. Are there? Oh, well, they what tell us. I love the accent. I don't know who that is. But... There's a way of telling that she is a witch. Uh, tell me, what do you do with witches? <laughs> and what do you burn apart from witches? More witches! Wood! So, why do witches burn? Because <laughs> I made him wood good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he he he's th- these idiot townspeople are like, why do witches burn? And they're finally because are they are they made of wood? <laughs> How do we tell whether she is made of wood? Build a bridge out of her. Ah. <laughs> I mean, this is just and, and and this is the kind of I mean, I'm telling you, they brought this this clip was put up because Lindsey Graham. How Lindsey Graham, by the way, wound up making a Monty Python reference is beyond me. I mean, how how Lindsey Graham wound up in a in a in a media confab making a Monty Python reference about throwing Brett Kavanaugh into the water to see if he floats or not is beyond me. I did, how how is it that, that Monty Python that that Lindsey Graham could possibly become cooler? <clears throat> You know, I mean, because we're already like Lindsey Graham, man. You're kind of a stud, dude. What happened? Well, John McCain died, so I was able to get my balls back from the from the shed that he hid him in. It's like, well, I guess so, but nonetheless, he he's got some balls back, and he and he and apparently he watches Monty Python also. But this is so quintessential. This whole clip—it's only four minutes. I guess I'll put it up on uh, after I'm done here. And you could watch it, but, but but Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina making a Monty Python reference? It's just, that, that, to me, is the best part of this entire thing. Once Kavanaugh's confirmed, that'll be the headline. But can you not also make bridges out of stone? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. Uh, it does. So they, 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 the, the townspeople are going, oh, how can we uh, uh, see if she's made of wood? Well, we'll make a bridge out of her. It's like... These people are... Wood sink in water. No, 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 it floats. It floats. Throw her into the pond. <laughs> what also floats in water? Bread. Apples. <laughs> uh, very small rocks. Cider. A great gravy. Cherries. Mud. Churches. Churches. Lead. Lead. A duck. Exactly. <laughs> so, logically, if... She weighs the same as a duck. <laughs> She's made of wood. <laughs> this is too much. But this, thank you, Lindsey Graham, for reminding us of Monty oh. Python. A witch! A witch! Very good. We shall use my larger scales. Oh. 
why don't we throw him into the water and see if he floats? It's like, dude, how are you making a Monty Python reference? Let me get this clip for you. Right. Remove the supports. They're, they're weighing her. <laughs> there's a, there's a, she's, in a, uh, she's in a cage, and then there's a... Uh, they, <laughs> they have then a duck in the other cage, and they're weighing, weighing them. so wise in the ways of science. I am Arthur, King of the Britons. My liege. Good tonight. Will you come with me to Camelot and join us at the round table? My liege, I would be honored. What is your name? Bedivere, my liege. Then I dub you Sir Bedivere, Knight of the Round Table. The wine. Yeah. So that's the clip that you got there. That's, that's, the, that's the reference that Lindsey Graham made in a in a press gaggle and and clearly i don't know about uh lindsey graham's cultural literacy uh and where he got that reference but i sure as hell know that no one in that gaggle knew what the hell he was talking about because they're too busy watching uh game of thrones and and west wing reruns to to actually have any kind of uh sense of humor whatsoever so why don't we dunk in the water and see if he floats it's just unbelievable i freaking love that and, and, and again you know lindsey graham has shown himself to be a uh, super tough guy and 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 he has come out of absolute nowhere to uh to to, to show his his colors. And uh, this is the kind of stuff we need when it comes to not, not necessarily just automatically uh, supporting the uh, someone because they're a Republican, but, but supporting someone because there happens to be some degree of truth because you are a lover of the truth, not necessarily a, uh, the, the lover of the, uh, of, just simply somebody because they're a Republican. So good for Lindsey Graham to stand up for what is right and to stand up for the truth. We like that. The wine beneath the bed The things we done and said And all the memories that come glancing back to me In my loneliness Standing in the breach, beyond that stretch, but out of breach and consciousness, I find me sometimes wondering. We are live here in the where you're at. Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing. Mm, take me back again. Studios. Take me back one more time. Spanish Road. DD Truck USA.com, people. Good morning and happy Friday. The vote taking place in just about the way you pull the gate. Two and a half hours. Behind you when you said it ain't too late. Come on, let's swing the town and have a ball tonight. Thank you so much to Michael Proctor. Proctor spelled like doctor. Proctordrapery.com. And, and 
Michael, just a huge supporter of the show. And he has always been just spot on in terms of uh, helping the show out and and supporting Radio Free Omen. You might go to these other custom drapery places. You might go to the blind companies, whatever. But there's no reason to. You just get to Michael Proctor. Proctor spelled like doctor. ProctorDrapery.com. Because he's got... He's got his mobile design unit. He'll come right to your doorstep, and he'll be uh, great for you. He's your interior designer. He's the individual who is... uh, able to secure anything you need in terms of uh, whether it be like an exotic fabric or maybe you want the Roman shades or maybe you want the motorized shades or maybe you want the awesome new woven wood which is really cool woven wood's awesome and Michael will do it for you at a great price very competitive Seven days a week is his availability for you. Proctor spelled like doctor. ProctorDrapery.com, people. Don't forget also about my friend uh, Kathleen, my mother-in-law. Hi, mother-in-law. Hi, Kathleen. She has taken him up on uh, his work. I've, Dr. Naputi, my other guy, NaputiWellness.com, has taken him up on his work as well. He's just a... Uh, Fabulous guy and uh, and a real true believer in common sense. So if you're gonna if you're gonna put your money to somebody, if you're gonna spend your money anyway on home improvements, we enter into the holidays. There's a way you can spruce up your home really easily uh, with a simple kind of spruce up from Michael Proctor. Proctor spelled like Doctor ProctorDrapery.com. You can really transform an entire room. Uh, and and you don't have to move a wall or anything. You can. It, it's a it's a brand new home when Michael comes to town and, and comes on in. He's a great guy and he's got a great eye. So it's Proctor spelled like Doctor ProctorDrapery dot com. Yeah, do you see this ad that came out from the ACLU? This is probably uh, much like I believe that that Lindsey Graham's Lindsey Graham's Monty Python reference is quite possibly uh, the most awesome development in the entirety of this whole Kavanaugh configuration. I will have to tell you that that this is the worst one. This is the ACLU putting out an ad. And and keep in mind, these people are never going to be satisfied. I mean, at first it was like, you know, first Dick Durbin. Where's Dick Durbin? You know, wasn't he the one that called for the FBI investigation? Where's Dick Durbin? Why is he not saying, oh, well, we got what we wanted. Why wouldn't I go ahead and, and uh, be satisfied? But no, Feinstein and all the rest of the gang come out there and they complain about the FBI investigation. These are the same people, by the way, that the minute you complain about James Comey or Peter Strzok or Andrew McCabe, oh, no, no, no. How dare you undermine our institutions and our brave men and women of law enforcement? How dare you? And as I said earlier at the top of the show, Hillary Clinton's been running around God's green earth complaining about how we're undermining our institutions. It's like, what are you talking about? And and so now uh, 
it's it's just fine for them to undermine our institutions. And and keep in mind, there's no bigger undermining of an institution. Let's put it that way. If you're going to call it that, I can't stand that reference anyway because people just don't people. Uh, no American is seeing as a priority protecting institutions. We don't even know what those are. We don't even know what you're talking about. Journalism is an institution. Yeah, sure. Don Lemon's an institution. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but uh, Congress is an institution. Sure thing. Uh, get, get back to me whenever you can on that one. But no, but the I do know that one thing that can be described as institution is the Constitution and the and and the hallmarks of the Constitution, which are all about liberty. And when you are all about liberty, you are also all about protecting liberty. That is what the Constitution is all about, the liberty protection of Americans and also the freedom of Americans, which is kind of the same thing. One of the biggest and most important hallmarks of this institution, if you're going to call it that, and again, I don't like the word, but I'll just, just I'll play the game here. If you're going to call it that, one of the hallmarks is uh, due process and the presumption of innocence until proof of guilt. It's the, it's a it's a it's it's a hugely important thing. I mean, in in this country, for instance, we could have a person pull a gun on a cop. The police officer shoots the person pointing the gun at them, and automatically we see graduation pictures of the thug. And the cop is in the wrong. I mean, so so even when someone is holding a gun and pointing it at a police officer, we presume they're innocent. At least the journalists do and, and the people in the media do. They, they automatically believe that that hell you you get you you can you can rob a bank you can you can beat the crap out of a police officer or whatever I'll just I'm just using that as an example and and suddenly uh, you're the one who's the victim in this country so how is it that we have a Brett Kavanaugh who people have brought only allegations and not one ounce of proof not one ounce of proof and he's automatically guilty. It, it doesn't make any sense. After numerous background checks, everything else, so this presumption of innocence is not afforded to the guy who is going to be, who is nominated to the highest court in the land. And like I said a while back, it's so weird that we are in a situation where we, uh, we are dealing with the nomination of a person who's nominated to the highest court in the land, and the proceedings have no semblance to any court proceedings when he's accused. How weird is that? I mean, generally, and, and, and that's why, you understand, that's why there was this push that this was a job interview or whatever. Because, because the people who were abusing the system and abusing common liberties and abusing the constitution and abusing the assumption of innocence until proven guilty had to call it that because otherwise then uh, they, they, they couldn't get away with all of the crimes they committed against common sense and against our liberties. So you have to call it something else. That's why the left 
is constantly pulling these Orwellian types of of euphemisms and comparisons in words. It's it's how it's how the left when they are trying to grab guns, they have decided they're not going to call it a gun control anymore. They're going to call it gun safety measures. Yeah, this is a this isn't a gun control measure. This is a it's a gun safety measure, you see. And so how could you be against gun safety? Same thing with the situation regarding health care. And instead of calling it uh, the Affordable Care Act or instead of calling it government-imposed health plans, they decided to call it just health care. Are you against health care? It's like, no, I'm not against health care. I'm against Obamacare. And, but, but, but nonetheless, it's like, uh, what about the issue of health care? Well, I could talk all day long about the issue of health care, but I, I, I'm not going to – I don't agree with Obamacare. Oh, well, that's health care. It's like, no, it's not. It's Obamacare. But that's what they keep pushing. So they had to push this idea that somehow it was a uh, – uh, oh, yeah, and, 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 and Bindi, you're, you're exactly right when it comes to abortion. It's a, it's a, it's a women's health issue. And then when it comes to uh, uh, when it comes to global warming, remember they were talking about global warming, and then suddenly people started to point out, um, yeah, but it's snowing on Easter. Well, okay, uh, then we're going to call this climate change. So, so that's kind of what they're they keep on moving the ball. It's comical. It's crazy. And just like with that reference to the Monty Python thing, you know, they're 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 uh, you know. They, they, they know this woman's not a witch, but they are having to make her one by, 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 by putting a nose on her and a hat and, you know, all this kind of stuff. It just, it's, it's, it's unbelievable, this whole process. But anyway, back to the ACLU, Ed. So you've got the ACLU. Now, the American Civil Liberties Union, I guess, uh, had a uh, proud history in this country of protecting civil liberties. It used to be... In the old days, the ACLU, and I have to tell you, there was a time when the ACLU was uh, was constantly kind of uh, battered about. Uh, I think as uh, just a left wing organization because they defended certain people who were not really necessarily good people in our minds, whatever. Uh, but but they but they were doing the right thing. They were still de- defending civil liberties, and so that's where we've kind of morphed into. Uh, uh, a different society these days in terms of civil liberties and that kind of thing. And, and, and it runs both ways, the, the liberty issue does. So conservatives and people and Democrats, for that matter, still have a vested interest in civil liberties. And uh, like, for instance, one of those uh, questions and those points of agreement manifested itself in the uh, North County – court reform process in the wake of Ferguson. There, there were people who uh, – it wasn't a system designed – there were, there were seemingly consistent violations of the Fourth Amendment and, and, and consistent violations of due process. And there were tickets being issued here and people were, were having to pay and not getting bonds. And it just was kind of a crazy system. And so uh, conservatives and liberals joined forces to uh, reform – uh, the court system in the uh, in in 
North County, and and it's and it and it's worked because we we found as a result of the Mike Brown incident, and uh, Mike Brown, uh, this was a this was a uh, legal, defensible shoot. So I'm not talking about the Mike Michael Brown shooting. I'm talking about some of the ancillary issues regarding the court system there that that were uncovered as a result of it. Which actually there was some positive things that came out of that. I'll give you another example. The death penalty is one uh, where I believe that uh, there are some conservatives and some liberals who come together on the death penalty issue. I, I'm, I happen to be opposed to the death penalty on the basis of civil liberties. I, I don't believe a, a state ought to have the power to off one of its citizens. I just, I just, I think it's too much power and it's too dangerous a slope, and it's. Uh, you can't undo it, and, and that's, a, that's a difficult thing. So uh, there are some real diehard left-wing kooks who, who, who agree with me on that, and there are also some real diehard left-wingers who agree with the death penalty because they want to get elected to office because you can't really get elected to office these days by being opposed to the death penalty. It doesn't work that way. But that's, that's an issue that we can all come together on as, as, uh, as a liberty issue. So – the ACLU used to have that kind of vibe. It doesn't anymore. Now it's just an arm of the Democrat Party. Now it is, at this point, a propaganda machine. So this is the ACLU, their latest ad they're running uh, in, in attempting to shame at least one lawmaker. And they're, and they're kind of like interchanging certain names here. And again, we're about two and a half hours away from the uh, vote uh, to confirm uh, – on whether or not Brett Kavanaugh is going to be confirmed. But this is the feverish ad put forth by the ACLU. Denials from powerful men. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Let me still start it denials over Denials from Let me start over again, sorry. Before, denials sorry. from... We've seen this before. Denials from powerful men. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I've never seen anything like this. I categorically and unequivocally de deny the allegation against me by Dr. Ford. America is watching. And as we choose a lifetime seat on our highest court, integrity matters, and we cannot have any doubt. Senator Gardner, a Um, yeah, you can. You, you, that, that's the thing that's so wrong about what the ACLU is saying and why it is such a stab at the fundamentals of liberty when you say we cannot have any doubt. You actually can. I mean, court proceedings are, are all about reasonable doubt. And, and you have to believe beyond a reasonable doubt that someone is guilty. But you notice how even the ACLU, these are all lawyers. These are all, these are all people who are, you know, it's, it's, it's their job to defend the Constitution or it's, it's kind of what they do, what they claim they do, what they raise money to do, uh, saying they do. It's their job to defend the Constitution and, and, and defend liberties, and they're all lawyers. So how could you possibly really matters and we cannot have any doubt. You actually you, you actually can have a doubt. There are people who are found not guilty every day with jurors having a little bit of a doubt as to whether or not they might be guilty or not. But but the tenant here is beyond a reasonable doubt. That's always been the case. And so 
yeah, there there might be somebody who says, you know, golly, I I um I I think Brett Kavanaugh is good for it, but there's no proof. Well, at that point, you can't convict him. You can't predict him be convict him because yeah, you know, he did uh, go to a keg party and he did drink a lot, so he's got to be a rapist. It doesn't doesn't work that way. I mean, uh, let me give you an example here. Um, you know. And about how the same people like the ACLU and the left bent over backwards deciding they were going to defend Michael, Michael Brown, right? So there's video of Brown going into these, uh, this convenience store and raising hell and stealing stuff and pushing people around. And, and, and then there's also witness testimony about him beating up on Darren Wilson. And there's also witness testimony uh, and, and physical evidence of Darren Wilson being physically beaten, punched. And of course, Darren Wilson's, uh, uh, you know, point was he was reaching in for my, he was reaching into my damn car. So, so again, all that, and everybody still believed that Michael Brown was innocent of anything. They, they, they actually had stuff on tape, and they still exonerated Michael Brown just so they could somehow smear every cop in the country. And yet when it comes to something like this where you have zero evidence, there's not even there's not, there's not even evidence. There's not even one woman who was associated with Brett Kavanaugh outside of the three women who were making accusations, not one woman who has ever said anything about Brett Kavanaugh being a dog or about being some kind of horn dog or whatever else it is, not one. Not one. I mean, it'd be, it'd be different if there were like, you know, even if there were even three women who knew Brett Kavanaugh outside of these three people who are making the accusations, even if it was like, like three women outside of him say, yeah, you know, he did pinch my ass or he did say uh, something. He did use the word snatch like Cory Booker did. Nope, didn't do that at all. Or at least there's no one saying he did. So, so you'd think that there'd be somebody outside of these three people who would come forward and say, yeah, man, that dude was all over the joint. He, he, he would pull his pants down at the drop of a hat. It's like there's not one person who says that. And on top of that, then, then they ask, what's your joint? Uh, Christine Ford, they're like, okay, can you name the people at the party? Yeah, here they are. They go and talk to them. Not one of them corroborates your story. It's It's unbelievable. So, again, I mean, they give, they give Michael Brown more of a, more of a break with, with a preponderance of evidence that this guy was violent and, and, and caused trouble and, and, and was assaulting a police officer than they do Brett Kavanaugh with zero. And that's because, of course, Kavanaugh's a conservative, Kavanaugh's a Republican. You know how that whole thing rolls. And, and, and also, by the way, one thing I do uh, question – and I still want to find out about this is where is Christine Ford's husband? Like normally when you have 
an accusation or you have some something. And I don't know whether the FBI uh, talked to her husband or not throughout this process. And Krista points out no one corroborated her story because it didn't happen. Of course it didn't happen. No, it didn't. And I don't even believe the line from somebody that people are using it kind of as an out, like something happened. It's like that. I don't even think that. Clearly, something happened to her. It's like, I don't know. I, I doubt it. So what, where is her husband? And, and, has, and you'd think that ultimately, like, for instance, she would want to make her husband available like to the news media or whatever, or maybe she'd sit there with him. Like, don't they normally, like, don't people normally do this? Like, they sit there, and the closest person to them can say, yeah, this has been a rough time, and uh, she told me a while back about, uh, about this, and, uh, and, and, you know, and, and this has been hard on the family, and I remember during the therapy sessions, and what do you recall? Well, yes, yeah, she brought it up during the therapy sessions, and where is he? Isn't that interesting that her husband has been AWOL and, and nobody even bothers to ask where he is or what he's doing? You'd think that he would actually be someone who you'd want to talk to, like even if you're the news media. But they didn't, uh, but they didn't even bother to try, and she's apparently hiding him. Because otherwise, if, if like if I'm her husband, I'm pissed, right? If if you did this to my wife, and even if it is 36 years ago, and you did this to my wife, and you're and you have affected her life in this manner, so that and and she's going on television with her hair in between her eyes and her dirty glasses, I'd be pissed. You made my wife go before the Senate Judiciary Committee with vocal fry and with hair falling between her dirty glasses and her eyes, which never happens normally. And, and you made her act like she's never seen a microphone before. And you made her also lie about the fear of flying. I'd be mad. Look what you've done to my wife. I mean, that, 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 I'd, be, I'd be angry about it. And if I were the husband, I would be out there and I'd be going, Brett Kavanaugh cannot be, I could, I can't, st- there's no way my family could live with this man being on the Supreme Court. It's been that damning. Does, does Christine, does she have, is she related to anybody who is, who is going to speak? Like where, does she have a sister? Does she have a brother? Does she, does she have kids? Does she have anybody who would be, you know, <laughs> Talking about her, I mean, she's like this lone entity, and her only bud seems to be the vagina hat wearing, left wing resistance joining lawyer of hers. But that's about it. So I, I, so I have no idea why he's not coming out. Nothing about her story speaks to any truth whatsoever. But that doesn't stop the ACLU from comparing Brett Kavanaugh. Not only to Bill Clinton, he must be thrilled about that, though, by the way. Oh, thanks a lot. I thought this was done. No, it's not done, buddy. They're, they're even having Chelsea on to talk about Brett Kavanaugh. So, uh, and Chelsea's going on TV to talk about it. So you, you're kind of like, damn it. 
so long ago. I think people forget. I mean, these people stopped coming. So, but but to compare Kavanaugh to Bill Cosby, you got to be crazy, man. Relations with that woman. I've never seen anything like this. Oh yeah, and and of course the insinuation there is that they interviewed Bill Cosby about about Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, and and he's like, I've never seen anything like this. The, the insinuation, obviously, is that somehow he's commenting on the Kavanaugh case, but they're also using it as an example of denial uh, on the part of uh, Bill Cosby. But comparing Brett Kavanaugh to Bill Cosby, who actually was charged with a crime and actually went through a court proceeding where there was evidence that was brought forth that convicted him. There, there was evidence that, that, that in a court of law, no such thing has been afforded in any way, shape, or form to Brett Kavanaugh. And in fact, it went in the opposite direction where, where there was absolutely uh, no semblance to a court proceeding involving Brett Kavanaugh. Nothing. Not even, not even basic standards of evidence. Categorically and unequivocally de- deny the allegation against me by Dr. Ford. America is watching. And as we choose a lifetime seat on our highest court, integrity matters, and we cannot have any doubt. Senator Gardner, oppose the confirmation of Judge Kavanaugh. So they're, they're kind of going to people who might be on the fence or what have you, and these ads are running all over the joint. So uh, this is a local ad for Senator Gardner, but... but that's what they're doing with their with with that. That's the American Civil Liberties Union. Now you've now you've really reached rock bottom at that point. Now the vote taking place in about uh, two and a half hours. We have uh, Susan Collins, who now is saying that she is in all likelihood going to vote yes. She believes that the uh, FBI probe was very thorough, and she is a yes vote. I believe Murkowski is making some waves that she, too, is a yes vote. And I believe Murkowski and Collins kind of act uh, kind of as a team, and so they uh, work together a little bit, uh, or they have the same sensibilities, let's put it that way. And she's, uh, I think, a yes vote. Uh, Corker is a yes vote. We know that. And and, there, and Manchin, the Democrat, might even be a yes vote. He's being accosted in hallways and everything else, but uh, nonetheless. Uh, but but uh, good old-fashioned Jeff Flake. I don't know. I still have doubts about this whole thing. Of course you do, because you don't care about the truth. You don't care about the country. You care about whatever it is you're planning. Because, dude, if you're planning on on running for president... I mean, even if for some reason Donald Trump drops dead or whatever it happens to be and you're the nominee, I would never in a million trillion years vote for Jeff Flake solely based on his absolute utter lack of any semblance to character. I would never do it in a million years. I don't, I don't care whether, whether he's the Republican nominee. Would never in a million years vote for this guy. I mean, I, hell, I wouldn't, I wouldn't save him from a burning building. But nonetheless, his buddy, Chris Coons, uh, his Senate Democrat, but well, maybe I'd save him from a burning building. Or I, I, I would, uh, I'd ask somebody else to do it. 
I would at least alert people to the fact that Jeff Flake is in a burning building. I might not go in there myself, but maybe I would. If I was the only person around, maybe. But I would say I would at least take the step, the heroic step, of standing outside the building and saying, Hey, Jeff Flake is in the burning building. Could somebody please come in with an asbestos suit and get him out of here? That's, I, would, I would do that. So I would, you know, I would, I would get the uh, Medal of Honor for, for coming forward. So I, would, I guess I shouldn't be so harsh to say I wouldn't save him from a burning building. I would try, and then I would, uh, then I would try to get somebody else to do it. Anyway, Chris Coons, his buddy, uh, Jeff Flake's buddy, and Chris is um, the Democrat. And for whatever reason, Tweedledum and Tweedledum are, are appearing together on all these uh, news shows. But this time, Coons was without his boyfriend on Fox and Friends. And uh, Senator Coons uh, said basically what would be the, the, the worst nightmare for the, which is probably why, why all the people from Hollywood and all the vagina hats are all now rushing into the street again. They're all grabbing their costumes out of the, their costumes from Inauguration Day. They're grabbing them out of the closet and putting them back on. They're suiting up again for the big riot. Are they going to break windows again in downtown Washington, D.C.? Are they going to burn cars again? Uh, is that what they're going to do? Uh, we'll see, because let me tell you something. The fact that not one person has been sent to prison after the Inauguration Day rioting that we saw, the injuries to other people, the damage to property, not one person has been sent uh, to prison for this. Not one person. And it's a federal crime. Not one person has been sent to prison out of all those arrests. I think there are about 130, 140 arrests of people. Not one person has been sent to prison. So you think, you think there's, there's going to be any kind of um, uh, fear on the part of the rioters that they're going to uh, be uh, individuals who uh, – if they burn something, they'll get away with it. They know that. Because everybody else did. And Tara Lynn says there were 300 people arrested yesterday. It does, nothing's going to happen to them. Nothing. It, they can do whatever they want to, riding scooters through the hallways of the Capitol, doing whatever. They're, they're, and by the way, um, it, how is, I still can't figure out how they got a scooter into the, into the U.S. Capitol. Like, how do you get a scooter? You can, you can barely bring a cell phone in there without putting it into, into a box. Why are you getting a scooter? I, I, is it is that like your um, is it your seeing eye scooter or your uh, like like you know like people some people have pets that are dogs that are supposed to be like their uh, their friends and, and or psychologically helping them out which is kind of a cool thing but I never saw a scooter that serves that purpose I don't know why they let us people ride around in a in a scooter. All right, so Chris Coons is on Fox and & Friends and, of course, gives the old uh, worst nightmare comment. Do you believe this Brett Kavanaugh will be confined? I know what you hope. You hope he doesn't. But do you believe he will? I think this will be a very close vote. It hangs by a few undecided Democrats and Republicans. I okay. haven't read this report yet. Um, if I were to just guess today, he will be narrowly confirmed. Yeah. Do you believe? They, 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 that was probably the one thing that drove everybody completely and totally crazy. Uh, by the way, it's interesting too that we had the uh, the uh, 
Marco Rubio, who was accosted in, in, a, in a hallway, uh, as is everybody now being accosted in a hallway uh, for uh, trying, to, trying to get them to vote. And, and, and one of them was none other than Menendez, who's basically a criminal. Well, here's here's Marco Rubio being uh, being attacked. You can barely hear him over all the over all the. I gotta fight for. Well, you can barely hear him over this ad for. Uh, play for something bigger now. CW, but 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 the protesters are all over the place, just allowed to run amok. And I understand the whole idea of freedom of speech and that kind of thing. But here's Rubio trying Second, to. Second, in the legal field, do you think this is going to be the new norm? When uh, appointing a uh, Supreme Court justice now? I don't know, man. It could be. I mean, you know, people are heated right now, and there's a lot of stuff going on. And, you know, this we got a particular case where we got to operate based on the information we have available to us, you know? But now the, the way everybody's reacting to this now, you know, every Supreme Court justice hearing coming forward, that's going to be going on for, after this. Well, we had one a few months ago, and it didn't work out that way. You know, I, they're all different. This particular case it's a touches on it. Well, it also touches on an issue that's very sensitive and, and obviously very important in this country. You, are you hearing the screaming behind Rubio? You can hear him pretty well. And by, and by the way, here's another good uh, development that, that the TMZ is actually interested in a Supreme Court justice nomination. And uh, it, needed, it needs to be handled in an appropriate way. So there's a single shred of corroborating evidence. But you I'd said handled in an appropriate way. How, how should it have been better? The gathering of information. I mean, if we make decisions based on information. You know, we've, we've now interviewed over 150 people over two decades. Not a single one has corroborated any of this. If there had been a single shred of corroboration, I'd be the first one out there. I'm still reading through the documents. So yeah. I don't know but, uh, and the documents now have been released, and thank you, Linda, for all that. They've been released uh, by the Judiciary Committee, and we'll kind of uh, dig into those uh, when uh, when Kim Paris is in, and uh, we start uh, picking up steam here as we are now officially two hours away from the the Confirmation vote. The stones of fields are wet with rain. And back along the lane again. There in the sunshine. In the sweet summertime. Good morning, everybody. Been getting into some uh old van lately. Some, some, some Astral Weeks. And what a great album that is. Wow. 1968. The Summer of Tumult, right? Remember that? I don't remember it, but... When actually the Democratic Party protested things maybe even legitimately, like they were out there at the Chicago Convention... That's so weird. How did I watch? How did I? How did I watch that happen? Where? And what am I seeing? Did did? Uh, oh, Facebook pulled me off. Those a holes. Why the other one not get pulled off? I played that one too. What a bunch of jackasses Facebook is. I, it, it's from 1968, people. It's, it ought to be now in the public domain. 
you know? Oh, well. Good morning this morning, everybody. Thank you very much to Matthew Mitchell and the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency for supporting the Radio Free Almond product. I'll just turn it off and fine. I mean, if, if Facebook's going to be that much of a jackass to me and pull me off, then I'll just, uh, I'll just give it up. So why is it that Spanish Rose would not be pulled off when I played that and I did the whole damn thing for that? And the way young lovers do was uh, – was I was pulled off for that one with Astral Weeks. I don't understand. I don't understand that. I, the one song Spanish Rose came from the Essential Van Morrison. That was an album. But then, but then, the uh, the way long, young lovers do was from Astral Weeks, and they pulled that one off. Come on, Matt, find out, huh? It is a conundrum. I wonder if the essential Van Morrison is uh, is a different thing. So anyway, sorry about that, people. We all just uh, pulled you off. And, and uh, do you think would you, do you think that Facebook would pull me off for a uh, a live performance that's like a, from a concert on YouTube? I, I wonder. I wonder if they would do that. If if they would uh, pull me off for that. Let me see something here. Uh, let's see. Let me see if I can do this. I wonder if I can. There's no way. They, they can't pull me off for a YouTube video, can they? But they can't. There's a live version of it. Let me ask you this, Matt. Maybe you can just give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Do you think if I just played... If I just played concert tapes, that they wouldn't pull me off. Oh, yeah. I don't really. I don't. The whole bucket list thing kind of is annoying, but. I have to, I don't even, I can't even remember what that refers to, like a bucket list, but I would, uh, that's one thing I definitely want to, that's one thing I really definitely want to see is a Van Morrison concert before I die. There really isn't anybody else I'd want to see other than him. Like it's a bucket list thing is Van Morrison. He's going to be in uh, Las Vegas, I know that, in January. He plays at Caesars Palace over there. Yeah, man. But, yeah, I, I, that's, that's what I would do. I, I want to go to, to see him at that uh, concert. So we've got uh, Mitch McConnell essentially saying basically that uh, – we're going to go ahead. First, first, what's going to happen is, and this is how how the whole process is going to go. And, and sorry, I popped that off of there so quick. I just kind of went off with my uh, with my uh, my deal here. 
uh, when I when I wanted to get to Mitch information, but it looks as though that uh, that that what they're going to do is they're going to have ultimately a cloture vote, uh, and and then ultimately they're going to right before it, and then they're going to have the confirmation vote uh, on uh, on Saturday. So uh, I do believe that today at nine thirty your time will be the cloture vote. And then, and and that will signal a little bit of how things are going to roll in terms of, uh, of I think that'll be a huge bellwether as to how the uh, main vote is going to roll, uh, and and I think it'll tell us a lot about how uh, the main vote's going to go because uh, even though that doesn't mean that he's going to get confirmed, the people who are voting to go ahead and stop down the debate uh, is is. You know, still uh, another question, and, and so, but but, but we keep an eye on that, and you'll be able to see kind of what's uh, what's going on and, and how things are moving. Now, there is some odd wrinkle in all this, and I'll double back on this because I think it's po- quite possibly important, but also maybe even overdone. Is Senator Steve Daines? He's uh, from Montana. His daughter is getting married, uh, and, and on Saturday, and he. Obviously, he's, you know, he's your, he's your father, so he wants he wants to uh, he wants to be there, and so uh, this is a situation where, uh, you know, okay, what's going to happen? What what's he going to do? Well, the fact of the matter is, there's just there's just no way Steve Daines, a Republican, if the if it's tight and it's going to be tight, is going to miss the vote, but there's also no way he's going to miss the wedding. involving Judge Kavanaugh, one of the key GOP senators could miss part of this whole historic conclusion to this on Saturday because his daughter is getting married. All right, joining us now live, Montana Republican Steve Daines. Wow. Okay. It's good to have you with us. Everybody sort of had a little freak out today when they realized your daughter is getting married on Saturday. That's the day they think they want to vote. What's the plan? Well, a a month ago, wouldn't expect this to be in conflict with this vote. But I tell you what, I just spoke with Judge Kavanaugh. I gave him a call tonight because the news was out there that about the wedding. I said, Judge Kavanaugh, let me be very, very clear. My support for you has been unwavering. In fact, after spending three hours with that supplemental FBI report today, uh, my support, not that it was ever waning, but I'll tell you what, when you look at the evidence that was presented today, uh, there's absolutely zero, zero corroborating evidence to support these allegations. I said, Judge Kavanaugh, uh, I'm going to be there to vote for you as needed. And Do you he have said, a time machine? That means, it, <laughs> no, no, Shannon. I mean, you're smart enough to realize uh, you don't need a time machine. You just need an airplane. A- and, and you'll be able to get to D.C. I mean, Shannon Bream is smarter than that. What, do you have to get a time machine? It's like, no, just board a friggin' airplane. Maybe even Air Force One can come out and pick him up, like I said earlier, and just drop, just, just, be, just throw down a line as it hovers above the church and pull him up and take him in. So he can go to the. Here's the deal: you can go to the wedding, then get on an airplane and uh, go vote, and then get back in time for the for the for the first dance. You'll be fine. Let's bring Kim Paris in. Thank you to Santino Cigars and Cocktails. Enjoy them tonight. Great weekend date place. They have your liquor, they have your bottle, they have great cigars and a great vibe and a beautiful, beautiful setting there. The lighting is gorgeous, and 
They are a fabulous joint. And also they have a great little system of an exhaust system, you know? So you're not just leaving the place totally smelling like cigars and everything else, you know what I'm saying? So you're, you're in a good shape there with Santino Cigars and Cocktails. Uh, Mike, Marino, and Shannon, thank you so much for your support of Radio Free Almond, and thank you so much for what you do for the show. Mike is uh, a friend of Dr. Eric Deputy. In fact, the way I met Dr. Uh, the way I met Mike Marino is through Dr. Deputy, and uh, Eric and I are great friends, and he's a great guy. DeputyWellness.com, and he is the one who. Uh, ultimately set me up with Mike, and so that's a beautiful budding relationship. And, and now Mike has set me up with Southern Glaciers, which is a premier uh, booze distributor in St. Louis, and so I'm going to be working with them, and I'll be introducing you to a variety of different kinds of uh, drinks, so make sure you check that out. And also, make sure you check out Nutrition HQ, Ricky Hall, the latest to join the Radio Free Almond Band. And he's got all the supplements, all the energizers, all the pre-workouts, all the proteins you could possibly want at Nutrition HQ right there on Manchester and McKnight. And it's nhq.rocks. You can get whatever you need uh, on the web, too. But make sure you mention that you heard about them on Radio Free Almond. Ricky is the one, and I put it up on the, uh, on the site, that has the picture of, uh, that has the pre-workout. That is in direct response to Colin Kaepernick. And it is a pre-workout with Uncle Sam on the front of it that says, uh, it says, stand the F up. And it does stand you up, that's for sure. It's a pre-workout, but it's a good, it's a good indication of what this veteran-owned supplement store is all about. Ricky Hall, NHQ.rocks, right there at McKnight in Manchester. Hi, Kim Paris. Mm. What's going on, baby? Well, you're happy to see you. Nice to see you. What's happening? You smell keep good. It, you, you keep it so hot in here. Yeah. Well, I don't Fatty, keep it hot in here. Fabulous. The, the air conditioning's broken. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's not, not, not me keeping it hot in here. What? It's the people who own this joint keeping it hot in here. You probably shouldn't have told me the air conditioner is broken because now it feels more hot. Well, actually, I don't know whether it's really broken or just not working enough, but I've been, I've gotten used to it now. You know what? You need one of those big fans so your hair can blow and, you know, get the... Yes, you need shower seed comparison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can, you can actually... Fan. The diva fan. Thanks, you can, man. Um, you can uh, grow weed in here. It's a great little... It's like a greenhouse right now. You, you know what, though? As I, I watch people that are, are, are good at that, um, not here. It's not legal here. I mean, like online. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean. no. oh, yeah, no. Oh, yes. The scene. Not. Yeah, no, I would never. As yeah, I watch presume. the scene unfold. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. It's, I know. It's not like the old days, yo. Where you grow it in a bathtub? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I know. I know. There's, there's, it's, it's a science. And, and it's fascinating, actually, when you get into the science of it. Um, Leafly.com is just a great, great resource. They're about to go public, by the way. But yeah. um, that you can look up these different strains and the hybrids of the, the uh, different uh, strains that are out there. And yes. What it is good for and whether it's for pain or sleep or relaxation or focus or people that aren't following what's happening in this around the world actually 
when they're not following it, they don't, they, they still think of Cheech and Chong. But there's that part, too. Yeah, right. I mean, those are my people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ApacheBlaze.com is the website. And, uh, of thanks, course, uh, Kim, uh, you are, we are about a, uh, an hour and a half, 45 minutes away from the, the, the cloture vote, which will be the vote to stop down debate. Uh, and, and then, of course, I guess Saturday might be the regular confirmation vote. Uh, the cloture vote will give us an indication, a little bit of an indication of what uh, what this is all about. Uh, but but we, we have so far uh, Susan Collins and Murkowski probably yes votes. Jeff Flake is being his typical little a-hole self, and he says he's, he's, he still has problems. Um, it looks like uh, Corker's going to vote yes. And, and then now Ben Sass. Now, now here's this is what I want to ask you about Ben Sass. Okay. Because you were part of the Tea Party movement. Yeah. And, and Ben Sass is, for some reason, or was for some reason, heralded by the Tea Party movement at one point. Uh, ben Sass is insufferable. I'm sorry, but he is uh, he is a do nothing. He's done nothing so far as a U.S. senator of any. He's written a book. I know that, and he has laughed when Bill Maher used the N word in front of him. But so far, I don't think Ben Sass has given me a whole lot, except for anti-Trumpism. And he was giving a speech the other day to these folks uh, who are um, what we're dealing with. We're dealing with something that has a spiritual level as well. My view is that the Me Too movement is going to make some mistakes. It's going to have some excesses. But overall, it's been an important and a needed development. And so he went on to say that Donald Trump is not going to be the leader that leads us out of this chaos that we're in. And, 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 and that might be true, but it won't be because of the lack of leadership of President Trump. But, be, but it'll be due to the chaotic nature of the likes of Ben Sass and the likes of the news media, the likes of the Never Trumpers, and the likes of the Democrats. Correct? Kind of. What do you call a leader with nobody following him? A guy out taking a walk. Yeah, right. right? Exactly. Yes. So whether it, you know Trump gets the credit now or in the history books – I think, like a Pied Piper, not that we're snakes, but um, people falling in behind him, the walk-away movement, which is real and significant, the chaotic nature, whether it's blamed on Trump or 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 those people, really doesn't matter. Right. The net-net is the same. Right. And I think we're actually coming together more. Um, and I think that my bellwether of how things are going to go is I listen to, no offense, I listen to you every morning, but this morning I listen to MSNBC. Yeah. And that's a pretty good thermometer if they're all. Exactly. Well, Chris Coons was on Fox News yesterday <laughs> saying he thought that the vote was uh, going to be close, but ultimately it was going to go uh, in favor of of the of, of Kavanaugh. So, I mean, that's 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 so far what we're getting from from those guys. Uh, and so, yeah, I could see that there it, it's kind of it's it's kind of like we're going to see the long ashen faced media uh, like we did on the election day in 2016 when they thought something was going to go one way and it's going the exact opposite way. Did you see the video? Uh, it's on my personal page. I made it public. So uh, Kim Paris and I have Uncle Sam. Uh, raising a glass of bourbon, but <laughs> um, but Diane Feinstein, the video, yeah, put to music. Did you see that? No. Oh my god! 
it is a must watch. Is it is it the same people? Is it the is it the same people who did the uh, mashups, like the fake news mashups that I played yesterday? No. Okay. Um, and in fact, I don't even know there's a name to it on Reddit. You know how Reddit is. But uh, no, it's when uh, the FBI report came out, and and what is so freaky about this video, and the music bed is perfect, is that she's actually crying. But more than that, she looks freaked out. She looks like she she looks shaken, and and that there's more going on. Behind that face, it's it's like she's trying to, you know, stay connected to what's happening uh, at this this uh, statement that that uh, what's his face was making. She was standing next to him, but the tears and the look on her face is very very fearful, and it was awesome and really creepy at the same time. Yeah, I need we need more of that. We need more Diane Feinstein crying. Well, I, I mean, she's going down. Oh yeah, I, I think that, that that seriously, where we go, one we go all. Thank you, and 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 it is it, it's happening, and and she's got to be dirty, as dirty McDirty can be. She's had a Chinese, a Chinese uh, 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 chauffeur, yeah, for how many years? Oh, just found out. All of them, they're all part of that now. Everything coming out with China. Yeah, well, and, they've got they've and, got and, and, and right. how they've corrupted right the the hardware. Yeah. They've, they've got all kinds of problems. I mean, you've got Cory Booker with his little uh, snatch reminiscence and his groping reminiscence. You've got Blumenthal, who is a liar when it comes to, to, to Vietnam. You have Feinstein and all of her troubles going in the past. You have Leaky Leahy. You have uh, Turban Durbin. You've got all these people Turbin who in their, in their past have been so corrupt as it is, now suddenly having this kind of special type of uh, – power and vibe and it this whole thing has become an absolute monstrosity for the democrats it's backfiring so badly this is the video i was talking about earlier did you you see this before you know i've been hearing more and more about a thing called fake news fake fake news i've seen people destroyed and i think it's very unfair some of the media outlets that i deal with the fake news fake fake news i think it's a disgrace an absolute disgrace, but I don't think they care. Well, first of all, one of the reasons I'm here today is to tell you the whole Russian thing. That's a ruse. That's a ruse. I own nothing in Russia. I don't have any deals in Russia. Russia is fake news. I just see many, many untruthful things. The press has become so dishonest. The public doesn't believe you people anymore. You have a lower approval rate than Congress. You know, I've been here. I mean, it's awesome how they're either, even doing the, even doing the rhymes, which is friggin' amazing. <laughs> so I played that yesterday. So now also, uh, Kim. By the way, who is uh, Patsy Stone? Uh, this is Patsy for president. Uh, absolutely <laughs> fabulous. I, okay. You well, don't know the show? No. The British show? No, I don't. You guys know absolutely fabulous. Don't yeah, I'm you? sure they do. Yeah. 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 So I'm just I wore a... that before the election, and <laughs> it's it's a. Uh, it's a cultural reference. Right. What's she holding in her... Uh, in a her, drink, no doubt. A uh, with cigarette. A bottle. Uh, it's like a bottle a, of Stoli. Yeah, a cigarette and a bottle of Stoli. Uh-huh. And a cig. Well, yeah. you know, speaking of cultural references, how bomb was it? And I played... I, I dealt with this quite a bit earlier in the show. Uh, but if you weren't listening and you were sitting at MSNBC, which I, I don't blame you for, you might have missed it. Uh, because uh, Lindsey Graham made a Monty Python reference. 
run you, away, did, run away. No, that no, one? no. I, in fact, uh, it's nothing, a flesh wound. Uh, it, <laughs> it was, uh, let me, let me, so let me many no, it was, it was great. And I, and I, I put the clip up. I'm going to have to put the clip up eventually for folks. He uh, smokes. But Lindsey sure. Graham is making a reference here. And it's, it's one of the most famous damn scenes, uh, Monty Python scenes. But I, I, I wasn't, but yes, it's a witch. Oh. Listen to this. Here. Because you've humiliated this guy enough, and there's really okay. no bottom for if some you of you. So, uh, so why don't we dump him in water and see if he floats? <laughs> why don't we dump him in the water and see if he floats? It's, it's like, wow, dude, it's you just you made a Lindsey Graham. Could you not be cooler? You just made a Monty Python reference. How awesome is that? And what indeed, what has gotten into him? Uh, apart think, from McCain. I think Departing John, the planet. I think John McCain's dead. That's what's gotten into him. He's finally, he's finally uh, has the, the uh, when John McCain died, uh, apparently the McCain family returned Lindsey Graham's balls to him. So he was able to get them, get them back. And uh, thank you so much because now I can. But the fact that Lindsey Graham makes a Monty Python reference is awesome. All right. So, Kim, the uh, Judiciary Committee did release this uh, a summary. It's an executive summary of the FBI report. And so here's what they say. FBI agents. Oh, by the way, isn't it interesting? And I tweeted this out yesterday. I'm really I'm not tweeting a whole lot. I really I, I, I'm sorry. It's a I just full place. I just don't I don't know. I don't really like it much anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's not just because of what happened. It's just like I just have very little interest in it. it yeah. It's uh, but, it's... but I did tweet out the uh, yesterday because because when I saw all the Democrats going crazy and uh, I saw all the Democrats going nuts over the uh, FBI report and that it not being good enough. And I was like, wait a minute, though, weren't you the guys that every time somebody attacked Jim Comey? Or uh, Andrew McCabe, or Peter Strzok, or his girlfriend, or whatever. Uh, and every time they attacked them, we were we were undermining our institutions, weren't we? I mean, every time you attacked the FBI, yeah. oh, these are brave men and women who have fought to, to protect us on down the line. How dare you? You're right, Jamie. Yeah. Uh, what a, and, and what now, about that? Now it's uh, anyway. So here's what you they know. Said. I'm surprised that nobody brought up that slush fund to pay off accusers. In the house, how many millions of dollars? Oh yeah, and and I'm really surprised that that the president didn't pop off with that. Sounds like something he would do. Yeah, but I, I don't know why he didn't. I was really surprised at the reaction to him, though. By the way, when he went out there at that rally and stated every factual thing about the the Ford case, you could imagine, and yet was still raked over the coals by it, even by Fox News saying it was really inappropriate. It's like, why was it inappropriate? The woman has no. Basis, in fact, for her statements. Anyway. And that's why there's going to be a red wave. People know we're not you have you have a gut sense of the truth. The truth rings true. Yes. Right? Well like like Mrs. Kavanaugh, his mother said that the, the judge is judge. Yeah. Um and and when we talked about this last week, that testimony was hers was so fake. You do a great impersonation of it and that catch in her voice. Uh and people, they know that. They feel that. And and they talk about women being offended. If there is a woman out there that hasn't been grabbed or 
I, I would be shocked. If they say they haven't, I, I would be inclined to think they're lying. It's just part of it. Men, women, we're two different animals, especially when you're younger. Hey, the babysitting dad tried to French kiss me when he was walking me home and I was 14. In in today's world... That, ha- that happened to you? Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, I, I got more stories than that. And, and, and some of the times... How could a guy do that to a 14-year-old girl? Well... What the hell's his problem? Well... Fourteen-year-old girls are cute. Yeah, but I mean, you're a, you're a you're a grown man. I look, Why would like, you... I look like fifteen. Doesn't matter though. How sick is that? But that, but but you know what? It's a tough, tough world out there. And and if that were to happen now, you know, his life would be ruined. And and but but and maybe that that is the right thing to do or not. I I am not even going to debate that. But what it does do is it weakens our young women. Learn to fight your own battles. Don't put yourself in positions that you shouldn't be in, not that it would be your fault, but don't be a dumbass. Uh, and, and, and learn how to, did I throw punch him? No. But it, you start getting wise to the world and how to work your way around it. And I think we're weakening our women. And I think that because most of us have had one experience or another for – and we don't believe what she says. It doesn't ring true. And 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 the fact, and they, they feel obligated to say, well, something happened to her. I, I call bullshit. And even if it did, can I say that? Sorry. Even if something did happen <clears throat> to her, as she describes, how neurotic do you have to be if that's the worst thing that happened to you and you are so disabled? Come on! Oh no, no. she's got. Well, she's neurotic. The the, the, the problem is that but I don't feel all, obligated to say anything even happened to her. I don't think that anything did happen to her. No. I think I think she's uh, mentally ill, and I also believe that she's got something going on with her husband that nobody is uh, detailing. Her husband hasn't been asked to come forward or talk about this. And if I'm his husband, I would uh, absolutely, if I were her husband, I would absolutely be out there livid at, at the idea that somehow something that happened 36 years ago is still lingering and hurting my wife to the point where she's got a weird voice like a 10-year-old and has hair between her eyes and her, and her dirty glasses. Two front I'd be, doors. I'd be livid just about that. <laughs> Two front doors. And, but, and so she's neurotic. And she's almost a million dollars richer. Oh, I don't know. With People that really GoFundMe. Gonna... Oh, oh, yeah. 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 GoFundMe. You know, and you got to wonder. What does she need to GoFundMe for? Oh, she, I, from what I understand, there's two or three. Uh, but it was set up for her um, legal bills. Oh, I see. But then again, they said they were doing it pro bono at the hearing. So I don't know. That, Let that's me guess. A thousand dollars of that will be used on her next airplane flight to Tahiti as she uh, as she white knuckles it to her vacation place in Tahiti as a as a fearsome flyer. Have you thought of this? I think I was the first one. It's catching on now. I invented reality TV to to in my head. I'll tell you the story someday. I just didn't get to market fast enough. Um. That oh, a long while ago, it occurred to me that these book deals and these GoFundMe accounts are the perfect way to launder money. And, it, and it's being said now. It's starting to creep into our consciousness. Comey writes a book. Nobody's attorney would ever, ever recommend that, right? But, but what a great way. If, is Jeff Bezos going to open the books to Amazon to prove that there were that many audiobook downloads that account for the numbers, the sales, or, or, or even hard copies or these GoFundMes? 
there's no way to trace that money. What a great way to put money in people's pockets. And, and that's why I, I'm always watching who's writing a book. Right. Well, uh, Kathy had pointed out, too, that she said, she, when she, to your Hi, point Kathy. about hitting somebody, uh, she said that somebody grabbed her ass in a bar and she hit them. But let me tell you something from the male point of view, uh, for instance. Uh, a guy who grabs... I'm so badass. I on, drink on, right out of the a guy, a guy who grabs somebody's ass in a bar is, is, is a horrible person, first of all, under any circumstances. And no one in any way, shape, or form uh, calls these guys out on that. A guy... When you, if you are a person who feels that you are entitled to grab somebody's butt in a bar under any circumstances, you are, first of all, raised poorly. Your parents are horrible, and, and, you, and you are should be held account to that. Why any person would ever find that in any way, shape, or form acceptable is beyond me. This guy who you said tried to kiss you when you were 14, uh, you should I might have been 13. Was your dad around? Yeah. Okay. You should have told your dad, and I'll tell you what, you, you, you kiss my, try to kiss my 14-year-old, I'm burning your house down. That's so, why I didn't tell my dad. Oh, well, see? But I understand. But, 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 but I'm not damaged. No, wait a minute. Why am, why am I defending guys here? You should be doing that. It also comes down to- Why should to, I be doing that? Because you're a guy. It also comes down to if you want him to grab your ass. There's a big difference. You know, I'm hearing a lot of Me Too stories that just sound like bad dates I've had. It doesn't make him a bad person, but if if I were in a bar and 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 I, I mean I'm just being truthful, and if it was a guy that you know, and he kind of be like, oh, <laughs> well I wouldn't do that. That's not hot. But you know what I'm saying? My thought bubble would be, oh, <laughs> you little devil. But, but a guy I don't, I'm not interested in doing it. Oh, now all of a sudden it's assault. Boys are boys, girls are girls. I think we've taken. I think we've just taken it too far. Yeah. Am I? Am I? Well, I, am I wrong? I, no, I, I don't. Well, what do they I, say? I think, am I, I wrong? I, I, I think I, I'm thinking, mostly right. Well, right, but I, I don't. I think you're. I think we're we're speaking in two different directions here. Uh, you're you're talking about consensual flirting and things like that, and I'm talking about non-consensual flirting. Well, it's it's non-consensual pretty much what it is. if I don't like it. But you don't know if I if I if I if I'm kind of wanting attention from you. I'm not talking about your husband, or your boyfriend doing it. Right. Yeah, I, I, well, I'm sorry. I just don't. I don't agree. I, I don't think. I don't think it's proper. I, I would, I, and any of my sons would do it. I'd kill them. So I, I just don't think it's. You know, I don't think it's right. I mean, that would be extreme. Well, don't I mean, I them. wouldn't. But you know what I'm saying yeah. is, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's wrong. This this kind of the, the 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 fact of the matter is too often, and this happens all the time in workplaces and everything else. That's the reason why these guys are, uh, you know. A person who walks up to you behind you in your office and starts to massage your shoulders hates you. They don't like you. They, they, they feel like they own you. That happens all the time. I used to see that at Channel 4 all the time. These guys would go in and, and these guys would start, walk up behind somebody and, and start rubbing their shoulders. And the woman was like taking every ounce of her not to turn around and slap That's the guy. The problem. But had to sit there no, and take it. No, she didn't have to sit there. She could have turned around and should have turned around and handled it herself. I, was, I went in the military in 1979. 
when I was in it, and there were very, very few women, and I was an air traffic controller, so that made us real unicorns. And most of the guys that I worked with, if they were much older than me at all, uh, were out of Vietnam. We were just leaving Vietnam, and they were retraining and coming in as air traffic controllers. So that was that was an entirely different environment. And, and, and no doubt it does shape much of my thinking. I'm just tougher than that. Um, and I fight my own battles. But that was pre-tail hook. Anybody that remembers what yeah, tail right. hook was? Yeah. And, and there was no sensitivity to these kinds of things. Uh, but I remember very clearly when the world shifted um, after tail hook. In fact, I think that was our first come to Jesus or hashtag me to or pound me to movement. Um, all of a sudden, HR departments everywhere were very interested in this topic and let us help you and come to us. And, and so the, the, the inappropriateness of that kind of thing in the workplace has been in our collective consciousness and, and in the workplace for a very, very long time. This is nothing new, and there there are mechanisms in place to take care of that, and it starts with her. Yeah, and it also starts with uh, and uh, with with raising with with guys well, raising absolutely. their hold hold on a second with guys raising their their sons correctly, right. and, and and so when 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 guys uh, sit around. Uh, and and or, or or when guys think that that they that it's a it's a watershed moment to take their sons to Hooters, uh, that's just not something that that I I would ever engage in with with my sons in terms of objectifying women. Part of that has to do with the fact that I was uh, basically I had three sisters and my mother. Uh, and and very influential women in my family, and I would never even a million years consider uh, that kind of objectification. But what happens is you sit around and you and you and 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 got, and and instead of uh, men and their boys talking about being respectful and and teaching them to be uh, gentlemen, you're you're with them watching something and you're seeing it on TV. And you're saying, look at that rack or something around your 14-year-old boy. You're polluting them and corrupting them at that point. So I'm just saying, it's, if guys took a little more responsibility raising their sons, I think it would be. Uh, I think the world would be probably a better place. Hey, Jamie, I must have been a really bad mom. I was a single mom. My son, AJ squared away. Uh, takes pictures of his dinner that he makes for himself and plates, and I text back, say, that's so gay. <laughs> uh, I, maybe I did this to him. I took him to a strip club on the east side when he turned 21. And for me, it was, all right, let me tell you how this works. you got to make it rain. You don't have a lot of money. You're not going to have the best time if you're just doling out dollar bills, five dollar bills, just blow it all at once. And they'll think you have a lot of money, and, and you'll have lap dances everywhere, and then it's over. You're out of money, and you leave. I, I thought that was a valuable – in the wild, I just thought that was something that he should know. How he, he make it rain until you run out of money, and then you leave. Because he – I figured he was going to go to a strip club at some point, even for bachelor parties. Is that wrong? Well, I would never go to a strip club with my mother. <laughs> well, I'm just telling you, just, it just wouldn't be something that would Well, I didn't would advertise his, I was his mother, and you know, I know but at I the time but, but, I looked like not a girlfriend, but I could have just been in the crowd. Yeah. 
No, I actually. But actually, now that I hear myself say it, it does sound kind of creepy. I, I'm actually not. This is this is not a uh, this is not a boastful thing, but I uh, I did go one time. <laughs> See, I was a, I was a horrible uh, bachelor uh, party guy. If if I and the one time we did go to a strip club, I wound up asking one of the strippers if she was sure she wanted to do this, and I was like, uh, and so so I was not a very good strip club attendee because I was I was like, like a really, buzzkill. Yeah, I was totally a buzzkill. I was totally because I was sure you want to be doing this. I was yeah I know I was I was like trying to get, talk her out of doing it. So I was so that that was my last and my first well, and last time at a strip club. Basically. I worked in a strip club for a short time yeah. when I got out of the military, and that's actually where I met my husband and my ex husband. But he was very much like you. We don't probably want to bore people with the whole story but remember that my son now is 32 and and things have changed in the strip club since then and when I was in the club I was there I was there six months I made a ton of money I figured out and things were more innocent then right you couldn't be close to them they couldn't touch you the dancing was much different it wasn't as suggestive or or like simulated sex on stage I had my little Madonna fingerless gloves and little socks and high heels all Madonna'd out and I made a ton of money because I figured out the psychology of it and I'm not the best dancer. I don't have the best body, but I can make great eye contact. And that's what the guys were most interested in. So you walk up and you make eye contact. You put them in your tractor beam and they will come in and they will give you money and what friends you make in the bar. Because it's the girls that are supporting the whole place, right? They tip out at night. And so if they're drinkers, they, they, uh, they'll tip out the bartenders really, really well so that they get full shots because in nice places anyway, you don't get full shots. They don't want sloppy drunks. But if, if they have a tendency to drink, that's what they will do with the bartenders. If they're the kind of girls that are leaving during the shift out to the parking lot and they shouldn't be, but they do, then they'll tip out the doorman so they can get in and out. Me, because I'm a businesswoman, I would tip out the DJ the best because the DJ is what gets the crowd going for you. And there were nights, blondes were in style. They weren't feeling me. He would give me an extra song or he would, uh, or if the line was long to give me money, he would give me more time. So it was a business. I, hmm. But my husband did that. He was dragged in by friends and he's like, what are you doing here? And I said, making a lot of money. He goes, well, let's go and he didn't mean home with them you pick up a person's vibe like your right. good vibe i said i haven't tipped out yet or i haven't and he goes well go ahead so i said you know what i'm going to i just knew i tipped out i picked up my dance bag in the back i left and never went back yeah we were married in a year that's quite a story isn't it yeah i don't really i don't really get the strip club thing i definitely one thing i definitely don't get is the strip club club lunch I never understood how guys go and like eat meatloaf and watch strippers. I don't get that. I never could understand that or chicken wings. Or I, I just the whole thing doesn't really. It's disturbing to me, and I'm not a prude by any stretch of the imagination. Well, I hope you don't think less of me. No, I don't. I'm just. I'm just. You, I, you just asked me what I thought. I don't tell you what I, I think. gave you a little. I gave you a little. I don't insight think less of you. The business. I just said I don't really get that whole thing. I don't. I don't. I don't get the strip club guy mentality 
I, I get the. I might get the strip club girl mentality. I don't get the strip club guy mentality. I don't. I, really neither did my husband, it. and there's a lot of guys that don't. Yeah. And I recognize that right away. Yeah, and I, I don't. I don't think less of the people there, but I. Uh, but I uh, feel bad for them, which is why I don't make a good. Which is why I was a buzzkill bachelor party guy. All right, so uh, we are about. <laughs> Uh, an hour and a half away from the cl- the cloture vote. It's going to be at nine thirty, and I can't do math. So what is that? It's eight fifteen, nine fifteen. An hour and fifteen, 15 minutes. minutes. <laughs> that's what I have to do sometimes with clocks. I have to go. What did, 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 did. Okay, that's two hours. I, you know, that's just how I work. That's the way to do it, like counting back change. Three ninety on my math SAT, people. That's what I got. A three ninety. I almost got a six hundred on my my verbal. Math was a three ninety baby. That's how I that's how I rolled. Well, you're a creative, <laughs> yes, and exactly. a visual person. The only the only actually math class I did any well well in at all was geometry, but that's because words were part of it. You know, I could there were there was some sense and of pictures it. and yeah. I was doing I was doing like college algebra. Algebra was my summer favorite. school. I liked I liked solving for the answer. That was very satisfying to me. And I even when I would do it, I'm probably on the spectrum somewhere. I'm sure that I am, but but even when you're writing out the the steps of the equation, that they be lined up right. Yeah. All right. So we have this uh, summary of the FBI report now that's been released. I'm surprised oh. we haven't gotten more leaks. But the summary says that the FBI interviewed ten people, reached out to eleven. We don't know who was the eleventh who didn't want to talk, but uh, they. Focused, of course, they focused on witnesses with possible firsthand knowledge of misconduct. So this idea somehow that the FBI, well, they didn't talk to Kavanaugh or Ford. It's like we already heard from Kavanaugh and Ford. The, the pivotal part of this are the people who were talking. Uh, they're saying uh, could corroborate their stories. So that's who the FBI would talk to. So the FBI gave uh, the Senate twelve. Detailed 302 reports. I guess that's what those those are. Uh, summarizing the interviews with witnesses, um, only senators and top aides are allowed to review the full report in a secure facility on Capitol Hill. Uh, and they said, noticeably absent from the witness list were any individuals directly related to the allegations of Julie Swetnick, the gangbang Gang rape, creepy person. porn lawyer. Yes, client. Uh-huh. yeah. Who? Oh, idea. by the way, have you have you noticed uh, Megan Kelly lately? My goodness, she has been, like, on point on this thing. I was shocked. Especially since, you know, her her main malfunction for the longest time was the way the president addressed her. Yeah. Bleeding from here and there and the way that was twisted. Yeah. I mean, it was... Uh, Coming down on the side of Kavanaugh. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I was... And you know what? And, and really what I was trying to say to people who were accusing her, well, on her, on her show, of just being a Kavanaugh supporter, I said, no, she's coming down on the side of the truth, which I think is an important development and is necessary uh, because we have to... These voices are critical. And, 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 and listen, let's face it, for better or for worse, uh, Megyn Kelly does have a mainstream... That's audience true. on NBC, and the more common sense it comes out of her mouth, the better off we are. So anyway, among those questions were, were Mark Judge, uh, P.J. Smith, who was mentioned by Kavanaugh, Leland Kaiser. Is that squee? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether that's squee or not. But and I did, did, I did, did we ever find out what he was grounded for? No. Oh. And, I'm surpri- and here's the thing. I'm surprised they didn't ask. I mean, they- 
everything else. I, I would, I would want to know. I mean, he had the yes. calendar. I'm surprised no one asked him what he was grounded for. Unless they did and I missed it. So No, I think we would have heard about it. Ask, ask our friends here if anybody saw it. Because I, I, I thought I spent as much time as I could scouring those questions, but they never did uh, ask him what he was grounded for. I would think, I mean, they're asking him everything else. Right, right. Like, where'd you throw the beer tab when you pulled it off? Right. It's like, you know, I, but they're asking everything else, but didn't ask that. All right, so um, among those questions, Judge Smith, Leland Kaiser, the three individuals she claimed were present in the house when Kavanaugh was accused of throwing her on the bed. And all three of those individuals already provided statements to the Judiciary Committee. So this was just kind of a do-over of everything. Uh, now, Kaiser is Ford's lifelong best friend and denied ever knowing Kavanaugh. And uh, Ford's the one who said, yeah, well, she's, she's, she's having medical issues. and Right. Thanks, might- best friend. Yeah. For putting <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing, though. This is this is interesting part of this, though, Kim. He says, she says, uh, in a twist, Kaiser told FBI investigators that she felt pressured to clarify her original statement, saying she was unaware of any incident involving Kavanaugh and Ford. Kaiser later said she believed Ford, even though she could not corroborate her story, and she told investigators she was urged to clarify her statement by Monica McLean a former FBI agent and friend of Ford's. Great. So, so you, you can't even take – you can't even uh, – the corrupt elements inside the FBI, you can't even take it out when you have a situation like this. So why is a former FBI agent who happens to be a friend of Ford's uh, speaking off the grid – to a woman who's been questioned by the Judiciary Committee about her actions. Why is somebody from the FBI even – how could you possibly even remotely involve that kind of contact or approve of that kind of contact? Nothing to see here. I know. Um, so Have you ever a, been questioned by the FBI? Uh, no, I haven't. I, 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 I'm sorry. I forgot who I was talking to. Of course you haven't. Make it clear I haven't either, but I'm right. imagining no. that would probably be pretty intimidating. And what you might say, even in a sworn statement that you wrote down and submitted, when they're talking to you and eyeballing you and making it clear that you need to tell the truth, they've got their little briefcases and they probably wear stuff like this around. I don't know. But you straighten up. I, ca- I, I can't imagine having enough brass to continue to lie to them straight. Yeah, well, and you do your, your dead meat. So uh, f- uh, keep in mind that here's, here's the other thing. Ford's ex-boyfriend told the Judiciary Committee that Ford had helped McLean prepare for a polygraph. So keep in mind, McLean is a former FBI agent, friend of Ford's, somehow was involved in taking a polygraph test. I don't know why. Uh, but the, uh, the Judiciary Committee then, um, then uh, was told by the ex-boyfriend that that's the person Floyd, Ford helped prepare for a polygraph, which, of course, compl- and, and, and Ford had to have known what she told the Judiciary Committee was false. When she said never, like there's no way that she that the never could be misconstrued, like because this is a friend of hers, a former FBI agent and friend. Right. How could she possibly say never and then right. come back and say, "Well, oh, I forgot about that incident." It's right. like well, she didn't say, not that I recall. Yeah, I know. She said never. I don't. Yeah, she didn't say I don't remember. Right. 
I think she didn't she respond to that question too in 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 even meeker or would it be more meek in an even more meek uh when she said no never yeah, that whole oh, thing. Oh, she creeps me. I can't. Up. I can't watch that anymore. I, the one thing I did notice the other day was when her hair dropped in between her glasses and her eyes. It made I was it like, cute. Okay, that is uh, not right. So uh, the somebody had just said too that that the McLean was preparing the polygraph to go because uh, she wanted to be work with the FBI. So I had to take a polygraph to work for the FBI, and Ford's the one who helped her do all that. Ford being an expert, apparently, in psychology or what have you, and was helping her do the that. The hippocampus never lies. That was really weird about her testimony, too. Because she, you know, I guess to, to, to buttress her, 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 uh, her reliability, and I'm a doctor, her PhD, which, by the way, my dad was a dentist. He thought he was kind of on the bubble being called doctor. He really didn't like PhDs being called doctors. But, so um, he could have. So he could have pulled that guy who uh, tried to kiss you his teeth out like Marathon Man. <laughs> that's could why. Have done I, that. That's why I didn't tell him. I can fight my own battles, even when I might have been thirteen. But I don't want to trigger you. Um, you were thirteen. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Golly, that's just so sick. But, that, but here's here's the thing. I'm saying that a lot of women, and when we were young girls, have had a an experience to one degree or yeah, another. Sure. That's humankind. And it's already legislated to not behave that way. So really the smartest approach, okay, we're bringing attention to it again, like Tailhook, to remind our young men to stay in their lane. Uh, but I, I think without women on the planet, men would be uh, like a bunch of wild animals. I think we impose civilization on y'all, except you. Um, no, I mean, I, other I, think, people, I, I listen, people who act naturally, I mean, everybody has human inclinations and everybody has, you know, um, I'm a hugger, right? So, uh, you know, although I can, if I, I can tell you don't want to be, I'm not going to hug you. I'm not going to walk, hug you when you don't want to be hugged. Uh, but, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm physical in that sense. And, and that's a natural inclination of when you feel uh, close to somebody or you have an affinity for somebody to hug them. I like that. But, but, but because, because of the way I was raised and my life experience has shaped me, I hug you. I go, I, I go out of my way. I start the hug because I know you're a hugger. I don't do that with all guys. And you're a hug because I have a spidey sense because, because I haven't been brainwashed to think that everything is this horrible assault. I have a little thicker skin. Yeah. Your hug feels to me in my spidey sense different than a Joe Biden hug, I imagine, would feel like. Oh, you know, I hope so. But, but you, you, you picking up what I'm laying you can't, down. You can't smell my Kent Certs bourbon breath when I hug you. That's that, why. That, that's, I mean, my, that's what's that, different from, from me and Joe Biden. That wouldn't make you necessarily unattractive. <laughs> when, I, when I was well, okay, let's put it this way. I mean, when you're, when you're there the, was some Top Gun pilots I when, when okay. I was in the Navy. That that's when, what they smelled like. <laughs> so I've been. What I mean is to, when you're when but when you're a 14 year old daughter of an incoming senator and and somebody walks up behind you and whispers in your ear and you smell Kent cigarette certs and bourbon. That's a different story. 
That's what I meant. Much different than a, than a Blue Angel pilot when you're 18 exactly. at a party at the yeah. beach. Exactly. I mean, to me, a Blue Angel pilot, he as could, far as a lot of women, because he could have any breath he wants to. That's what I was I'm, I'm sure for uh, I'm awesome in the by proxy. A lot of women. And I also Wait. was told at one point, too, that uh, when you get your pictures taken with women, you should never put your hand around their waist, which is something I do all the time. So I mean I'm not I'm not you know because I don't care I don't you know I'm, I'm I know my limit I don't put my hand on your butt you know so anyway additionally the I FBI love you so much Jamie you're so <laughs> awesome you really are I was oh my god I caught on Facebook where you had that that baby swing over your head oh yeah the, the like baby, an the, astronaut or an <laughs> alien and that was the most precious video I've seen in a long time you're just you're so creative you're so awesome well it's 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 the one thing I th- I think I'm remotely good at and that's being a dad, but, but you knows? need to tell your daughters if the babysitting dad tries to kiss you when he's walking you home, I promise I won't go burn his house down. Daddy just wants to always know. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, because I want them to tell me, right? Because because then I could burn the house down. So I would. I want, right, right, to, right. I want to get to the point of the house burning, <laughs> right? You know. So don't play your hand too soon. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to tip them off that I was, exactly. You know, do anything so. Uh, yeah, and I understand. You know, actually, that's uh, you know, again, you know, if 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 there's any, like for instance, the Ford thing when she, when she said when somebody said, well, why didn't you tell your parents that somebody attempted to rape you? Uh, Ford was saying that it was because she didn't want her parents to know she was at a party where there was drinking. Uh, I get that too. But, and so I'm thinking, well, okay, that makes a little bit of sense to a certain degree. It depends on what you, who your parents are. If, if, they're, if your parents are parents who, uh, well, first of all, if your dad's a guy who would punish you for being at a party of drinking instead of trying to help you because you were somebody attempted to rape you, that would be a problem. That would not be a dad thing to do. But nonetheless, I don't know what her situation was. So I, that, that wasn't the worst part about her whole testimony. It just was curious to me. Though, that did ring that. true to me, though. Yeah. I mean, because when you mentioned that about your dad, you know, I, it did. It did. good dude, man. You're out there trying to save strippers when you're <laughs> I mean, what a good guy. I don't know whether that would be considered, uh, uh, you know, in no, most it, circles, that would be considered it, it annoying. It helps you feel better about your guilt. You needed her to reinforce, yeah, no, exactly. I'm totally done with this. What's up with you? Yeah, I know. I just didn't, I, the thing is, I didn't. Oh, I you do want to be here? Okay, I'm good now. I couldn't get past it. I kept seeing my sisters. Right. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Oh, All right, so. so good. Additionally, the FBI I interviewed two. Thank you. You're sweet. I'm not. That good, but I, but thank you. Additionally, the FBI interviewed two individuals named in Kavanaugh's eighty-two calendar entry, and so uh, they interviewed Christopher Garrett and Timothy Gaudet, whose house Kavanaugh visited for beers on July first. Skis. Is that is that what is that skis? Is that the guy? No, no, no. But oh, they, no, but oh, they right, called right, right. Brewskis. Brewskis. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We when I was when I was in high school, we called them Peppies. I don't know why, but peppies. we called them Peppies. I don't know. Uh, an attorney for one of the witnesses was also interviewed. And then finally, the FBI interviewed Deborah Ramirez, uh, the whole he pulled his pants down and did this kind of thing to me. And then they tried to interview a third uh, eyewitness. They interviewed two alleged eyewitnesses identified with Ramirez. Then they tried to interview a third one, but that third one said, I'm not cooperating. On the Ford side or the Kavanaugh side? Uh, on the Ramirez side. Oh, no, she, to support Ramirez. Yeah, so so she gave three names. They they I, they interviewed two of them, 
and then uh, and then they uh, then the third one said, "No way, I'm not talking to you." Well, no joke, would you? Well, unless I, you had something to report, why yeah. would you even put your name out there? Yeah, I don't know. I, you're right. I mean, I guess they they did name them in the report, so that's interesting. I mean, some people just don't want to be dragged. I mean, imagine being dragged in like suddenly somebody's. Hi, would you care to join the uh, Kavanaugh confirmation blow up or not? I'm like, um, not. <laughs> or FBI, open up. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, the, and, and here's what the Judiciary Committee Republicans wrote regarding the, what they, after they saw the, the background thing. The supplemental background investigation confirms what the Senate Judiciary Committee concluded after its investigation. There is no corroboration of the allegations made by Dr. Ford or Ms. Ramirez. So uh, Ramirez, of course, is the one who t- told Ronan Farrell, yeah, I was kind of I had a snout full. I don't know. Uh, and that Ronan Farrell, I mean, you know, his family background, I'm sure if he doesn't have PTSD, he's, he's shaped by it. N- not that Ronan Farrow isn't, you know, his, his reporting isn't truthful, but I think that's an interesting line, starting with Weinstein, of pursuit he's picked up, right? Because his mom is Mia Farrow. Yeah. His dad is... Frank Sinatra. Um, but yeah, his stepdad is Woody Allen. Right. Who ended up marrying one of his adopted sisters... But now keep in mind, Ronan Farrow also was never alerted to the fact that he was Frank Sinatra's son. So Ronan Farrow never even knew of Woody Allen as his stepdad. Ronan Farrow knew of Woody Allen as his dad. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that would be a relief to find out it's really Frank Sinatra. <laughs> well, I, it, it was. Look at Ronan Farrow. <laughs> Farrow. And then also, by the way. That's um, pretty cool. I, well, yeah. Like I mean, are... no, Ronan Farrow looks like Frank Sinatra when he's 23 years old. Yeah. I mean, you know. And, 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 but unfortunately, Ronan, you talk about disturbing things. Ronan probably spent a majority of his life looking at Woody Allen saying, that is not my dad. <laughs> Please. That dude is not a- my father. There's no way in hell. And talk about a neurotic woman, Mia Farrow. Yeah. Come right. on now. Yeah. Yeah. Oy vey. I saw Mia Farrow. Uh, she, I saw her at one of these speaker series things at the at Powell Hall, and she was actually fairly interesting. She told, she, you oh, know, sure. one of the things about the speaker series there that I like, and and uh, my in laws have had tickets there for heaven knows how long and so they i was i've been privileged to be able to go to these speaker series one of them is a lot of times these people are you 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 say oh but i'm not going to go see mia farrow and listen to a bunch of biafra baby stories i'm just not going to do it and and so uh but instead (laughs) she got in there and she talked about frank sinatra and all her relationships and stuff and she's actually fairly interesting oh i'm sure yeah yeah. yeah, I just, I'm glad she's not my mom. <laughs> well, and also, by the way, uh, look what's happening now in D.C. The only person missing from all this Avenatti. is, well, and Madonna. Because <laughs> everybody else is suiting up in their two year old vagina hat costumes. I, I heard she moved, but no joke. I oh, heard really? like she really took the kids and moved oh. to some country that doesn't extradite, I think. I don't know, but I'm sure our friends here can help us out. I don't remember, but I think it's a legit story. It's interesting, uh, Bob Menendez, wasn't he, wasn't he accu- accused of like a federal crime or something at some point, Bob Menendez? 
Yes. He was. He was. Think, uh, think, think. He went through a whole trial and everything, right? Didn't yes. He? Oh, you are you not thinking of one of the Menendez brothers? No, maybe? no, 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 no. Not the, okay. not the Menendez brothers. Here, let me just do this because I think I think he uh, he was indicted on corruption charges. And by the way, this is this is almost impossible to believe. So Bob Menendez is indicted on corruption charges and still wound up staying in the U.S. Senate. So he was he was appointed by Corzine to fill the remaining Senate seat after Corzine resigned. Then in uh, in what year was it? Was it 2015? Um, he was. He was. Uh, there was an implication, uh, 2012, that he was involved in some kind of uh, prostitution scandal. Then, in 2015, he was indicted on corruption charges, uh, and and the party of crime, just yes. like our president says. He stepped down from a committee after his indictment, but never had to step down from office. Uh, and and then uh, in November 16 of 2017, the judge declared a mistrial, and then they dropped all the charges against Menendez in uh, January. So and I'm his not- vote is bought and paid for in perpetuity. That's what happened right there. Yeah, his vote and his support of his party in lockstep, bought and paid for. So if I am if I am Bob Menendez, what am I doing when I'm when I'm talking about? Uh, when I'm talking about the FBI and everything else, the people that uh, that had me by the balls a long time ago and could easily probably have me by the balls again. What does Menendez do? Listen. So, Senator, you uh, you just read the FBI background report on Kavanaugh. What are your thoughts? Well, uh, that report, if it, that's an investigation, is a bullshit investigation. <sighs> Some fair weather friend. I know, I know. Well, <coughs> maybe we should. Maybe we should. Uh, the FBI is thinking. Hmm, hmm. Maybe we should. Uh, maybe we should pull another <laughs> BS investigation on you and see what hmm. we find. This is the. This guy's the luckiest man on but, earth, by the way. But who's gone from the head of the FBI now? There's a new sheriff in town, and there's, and they never thought he would win. Yeah, no. And nobody's running interference. We said it before. Who's picking up Hillary's calls now? Nobody. Yeah. None right. of them. They can't communicate with each other anymore. That's why they're running. He he is got to be at least a modicum of dirty. <laughs> but you know. Well, yeah. And, and again, we want to make sure What's that. What's his net worth? <laughs> we want to make sure that we don't presume him guilty. Uh, before allegedly. Uh, you know, yeah, allegedly, just guessing. Uh, so anyway, let me let me get to this really quickly because this is a uh, and you might not have seen this yet, uh, and I don't know whether you've even heard about it because you were busy trying to monitor the enemy uh, <laughs> to this morning with uh, MSNBC. I will tell you though before I get to this, um, I have said this a lot, and 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 I, and, and I still stand by this. I like some of the people on MSNBC, and I, I like them because they're honest about who they are. Like, for instance, if you take uh, Rachel Maddow, for instance. I am, admire her. She's yes. Very. I, I, think she's, yeah. I think she's very good at what she does. She, her brand is as a left-wing person, right? Right. She's their Hannity. So, so, she's, so she's very good at yeah. doing that. Yeah. Uh, and, and so she's talented, but more importantly... I know where she stands. Right. Like, I, like uh, Hannity, I know where he stands. Uh, you know, a guy like Shepard Smith 
is a phony to me because I know he's liberal, but he won't ever have the guts and the courage to admit and it. And he's smirky. And, oh, I know. Ugh. But so I like. So I actually watching her. I'm like, I don't agree with her, and I think she's kind of sometimes a little too too off the grid for me. But nonetheless, I respect her. Yes, I do too. Uh, and and this Chris Hayes guy who is not bad either, but but at least I know who he is. At least I know he he's me. yeah he's the goofball who rides his he who does commercials where I'm riding my bike to work through the streets of D.C. Oh, you're one of those, <laughs> huh? Get off of the street, people. Bikes aren't meant for the street. So anyway, oh uh, my gosh. But, so I I like that occasionally, yes. and and and, um, and like now on the other hand, like Morning Joe bothers me. Only from the standpoint that that you you can tell that Rachel Maddow's uh, shtick is not does she doesn't you can tell she does not hate Donald Trump. You can tell Joe Scarborough hates Donald Trump, even though Scarborough has been actually kind to Kavanaugh. But you can tell he hates him some Donald Trump. I don't get the I don't get the and his girlfriend hates him more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. You didn't have to tell everybody I had a facelift. Yeah. Are they married? I don't yet? know if they are yet, but. Mika and Joe? I, I don't know if they're married yet, but I think they're engaged. They're out in the open now. Yeah. Did they out themselves or were they outed? I think they just, I think, I think Joe Scarborough Maybe just, Trump outed him when he was fighting back. I think they, they, they both got divorces simultaneously and that was like After kind of like, they were together. Yeah. Which, by the way, that, that you know, that's a moral thing. That's, that's not right. It's no way to play. All right. So here's the ad. This is the ACLU ad. Have you seen this yet? No. Oh, then you're going to love it. Or I do love Tucker, actually, too. You're gonna, Tucker was great last night because he interviewed the ACLU guy. evidence. Watch. We've seen this before. Denials from powerful men. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I've never seen anything like this. I categorically and unequivocally de- deny the allegation against... So they Drawing just the compared Bill Clinton, Bill yeah. Cosby, and Brett Kavanaugh. That's the ACLU, by Although the way. Although I will say about Bill Cosby, you know, in the 80s, uh, a celebrity and some quaaludes and champagne was a good date. So I don't know that he's... Hey, hey, hey. <clears throat> Have some date okay, rate, that's it. <laughs> date rate pudding pops. Stop. Hey, Stop. hey, hey. Uh, anyway, so it, this is the ACLU, okay? By Dr. Ford. America is watching. And as we choose a lifetime seat on our highest court, integrity matters, and we cannot have any doubt. Senator Gardner, a pub. And the one thing the ACLU made the mistake of here, and it's what, which I think is it's a, it's a terrible moment in any kind of civil libertarian history, is they made the mistake here of saying there cannot be any doubt, when in fact uh, it is a hallmark of our judicial system that actually there can be doubt. But you, but you have to be able – the only way to convict somebody is if you believe beyond a reasonable doubt. So there are people who might say, you know what? I don't know whether this person is telling the truth or whatever else, but the evidence is showing me that, that, that there's, they haven't been able to prove that that person committed this crime. So the reality is actually you can have doubt and still say that somebody is not guilty. And that's and the ACLU. I don't. Need, I shouldn't be having the the ACLU. Uh, I shouldn't be telling them that. ACLU, NAACP. I mean, they're all now. They're so far afield. Most unions far afield of of what they were intended to be at their inception. Um, 
propagandists. Um, so I, the acronym is meaningless to me. That right there, though, is textbook to me propaganda to draw the equivalents. They're will, and willing to throw their own. I mean, that's how bad it's getting. They're throwing their own people yeah, under right. the bus. Yeah. And to do that to Bill Clinton, he's probably like, hey, now yeah, you can probably do a good Bill Clinton. He's like, what? Uh, I thought you were my friends. <laughs> um, to draw the equivalents. And that was something that really was grating on my nerves. Although where you and I come from, you know, it's hard for me to listen to news that uses adjectives or anything like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. That bothers me. So I know I have a low threshold for it, but how quickly uh, the hearing slipped into the equivalence of rape victims and child sexual abuse victims and what we're talking about here. Right. And that was never even really challenged. Why? Oh, because it would be so rude to her. Nobody said, uh, wait, 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 wait. Were you raped? What are you saying? Why, why do we have a special prosecutor? Well, I know why, but uh, for optics, but but over and over, and it wasn't challenged because you can't. You can't touch her. You can't say anything. Uh, and so that equivalence was drawn, rape victims and Dr. Ford. Yeah. And, I, and she never said she was raped. She said she was pawed by a couple of drunk guys. Right. And, but, but this is, yeah, and this is a terrible development. I, I guess it's really... Uh, it's only surprising from the standpoint that the ACLU now doesn't even hide it anymore, uh, that they are just a left-wing uh, outfit, and they're, they're a fundraising tool, and that's pretty much it. This is, this is pretty much all they do is this kind of stuff. Uh, where they sh- you know, like, for instance, if they were really truly the ACLU, they would defend you right. know, the cake baker or, uh, or someone like that, but, but instead they're now being utilized for uh, just simply the left-wing antics that we're seeing in dc now well you know everybody's gotta make money and yeah i know choose a what is it is it a shakespearean i don't think it's in the bible is it a shakespearean quote let all the and i'm i'm mangling it maybe one of our friends can help us <laughs> let all the frogs in the mud come out and croak or let all the croaking frogs emerge from the mud or Something yeah, like that. But, I don't know. But but it paints a picture. That's what's happening. The, they are exposing themselves, and I say good. Yeah. Did you see, uh, too, that this one guy uh, from Montana is going to be uh, – has to go to his – his daughter is getting married on Saturday. So, you know, he's got he, – I mean, obviously, you have to go uh, to uh, – to, to the wedding, but now it turns out because this morning I was like, okay, so uh, here's here's what needs to happen: is it ultimately, you know, he goes to the wedding. Let's say the wedding is in uh, uh, the morning; uh, he'll be there for today's vote. Okay, uh, so uh, ultimately, what you would think is that he would uh, then uh, go to the wedding, and then if they have to have his vote, they would they would fly him back from Montana to D.C. Uh, they do the vote, they schedule a vote, and then um, and then let him go back for the first dance, right? I bet the president would send his airplane for that. Exactly. Why can't he Skype it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you can. I mean, I think even when 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 McCain was like in a hospital, they couldn't like do any kind of uh, any any of that. So. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying that I don't blame the guy for, you know, because he pointed out, he goes, listen, it's not my fault that these idiots spent this amount of time on this particular subject. Uh, the, the, the reality is that he could have, uh, that, that 
this could have happened six weeks ago and we would have been fine and I, and I wouldn't have had this issue. He, but, you know what? He should do it anyway. I'm sure because you have an obligation to the people that pay you and support you and always have. I bet you've missed family things that you would have liked to have done. Oh, yeah. And you're like, I'm sorry. I know I did. As a single mom, there were things I just couldn't do. And his daughter's grown. You know, she's not – she's grown – he can sure fly in and fly back out, but but you know the reason I did that. Remember that's how McCain voted. Oh yeah, that visual. It was yeah. like, oh, could you be any? I know. I'm just I'm just happy that the, a lot of these folks have had the freedom uh, to, uh, to to move about the cabin now that McCain is gone, and so uh, we're seeing that we're seeing that with Lindsey Graham for sure, who has you know basically just been amazing. Uh, and so, uh, Lindsey Graham. You do that lisp frightening as well, too. You know, <laughs> I, I, I kind of do. I kind of had that South Carolina lisp going for me. <laughs> it comes to you naturally. Once John McCain died, his family gave him balls back out of the shed. Now you have to work on Jeff Sessions <laughs> and pretend him on the phone with the president giving <laughs> updates. If you can do Jeff Sessions, yes, Mr. President. Those that's guys right. of Alabama, Al- Alabama. There's, there's a different. I'm, I'm so fascinated by uh, dialects, anyway. That that generally I can tell, and it doesn't make me any smarter than anybody else. I'm just saying I can tell a North Carolina accent from a Texas accent from an Alabama accent. That's kind of a savant thing. Well, you, it depends on how often true. you've can been you around. Speak many languages? No, okay. I can't speak any. So languages. you don't have a, an ear for that kind of thing. Okay, but I will tell you though, uh, having been to Florida every summer of my life, basically. Uh, and, and you go down there, and you have uh, you're basically vacationing with Alabamans, Georgians, and Texans usually. And so at that point, you can get a sense of of how they hmm. of how they speak. Like Georgians sound differently than Texans do, and and differently than Alabamans do. And then you go up to the uh, the more eastern side. I, I for instance, and because my family's from Pennsylvania. I can uh, I I can tell a uh, a Pennsylvania Ohio Valley accent. Which is your favorite? What is most? I dated a guy for uh, quite a while from England. I loved his accent. He could read the dictionary to me. Yeah, it's probably one of the things I like best about him. Um, and and he was kind, but he was kind of honest that American accents in general are yeah. not hot to them like theirs is to us. But as American. Accents go. Which is your favorite? I like Carolina. Yeah, Carolinian. I do too. Yeah, yeah. But but but, little... uh, but I I, def- I definitely like um, I, the Southern accent is probably I like the Southern accent preferably. Now you get like because you, you go up to like Maine and the, the more of the Eastern coast there, and you get a lot of people who they kind of have a whiny kind of you know. Mm-hmm. Brashy Pepperidge Farm, that guy, <laughs> the Pepperidge Farm guy. It's like I, I couldn't listen to the Pepperidge Farm guy for more than two minutes. What is the word? As Pe- Pepperidge Farm remembers. It's like shut up. What is okay? The guy, you know my memory. Wilford is- Brimley. No, 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 no. Okay, no, the St. Louis guy that has the dinged bang appliances every day but Sunday. The- oh, Gedeker. Yeah, 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 Mr. Gedeker. And there is a word that he says that. Every time he says it, it just makes me go because of the way he says it. I'll think of it. I like him. He, he Sorry does, for the he big does, setup and no payoff. He, but. Does, <laughs> he does the he, he he does not open. He says I'm closed on Sunday because it's the Lord's day. Maybe that's, oh, that's it. That's it. The Lord. 
Oh, well, yeah, St. The Louis. The Lard's Day. Well, that, that's that's. And you a, know what? Sunday's the Lard's Day for me, too, because that's when I carb out, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fried tater tots. And <laughs> that's the St. Louis. Uh, that's the South St. Louis kind of vibe. The Lard's Day. You know, farty far and <laughs> the I'm Lard. sorry. No offense. It just stands out to me. I'm sorry. Continue. All right. So uh, the, yesterday I gave a, another survey showing the uh, president's poll numbers approval rating at 50. Now they're at 51, depending on whether you believe the polls or not. If you do, then great. But the reality is the numbers don't lie. And these are numbers that are coming from the Bureau of Labor Statistics and Labor Department. And so now uh, the unemployment rate is at the lowest level since 1969. That's amazing. I mean, that is absolutely just the coolest. Uh, so it's right now, uh, it, uh, it's at the 3.7%, the lowest is 69, and one-tenth of a percent point below expectation. So people didn't even think it was going to be this low. And, and, and there you go. Hey, Jamie, I wonder if this story that's just breaking here in the last day or so back to China and a little doodad uh, that they're <laughs> – all of our IT people are cringing at me, uh, but that, that it's found now to have been inserted in these motherboards that w- with Apple and even the Defense Department because subcontractors are creating these and then shipping them back. I wonder if this is going to lead to some public pressure for these things now to be manufactured here. And I never thought I would see that as a matter of national security. And, you know, the president has some really great ideas about how to bring that industry back with different breaks and so forth. If that gets enough traction, that story, I think maybe we could see that. And imagine that China makes, what, 97 percent of our PCs, how many, you know, almost 100 percent of our cell phones. Yeah, I heard that story and I wasn't. I didn't follow think it was, that. I think there might be implications from that that would be very good for us. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really buy it. I, I didn't think that they were like putting chips in a in a thing. What that, are you a commie? Well, I know you I was, don't I, believe that. I, I guess I just, I guess it was just, I like, I just don't believe that they want to. They they care about what I'm doing. Well, well, why not? I mean, it's not just you. I'm not saying that you and I are that interesting. Although I'm guessing I'm probably more interesting than you by a little bit, anyway. <laughs> the life I lead. <laughs> okay, but it's not just that. He's like, yeah, I'm not even going to fight you for that, Kim. Uh, Go ahead. It's I guess, yours. yeah, yeah. Uh, but but you think about the implications of that with with uh, our military airplanes and 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 so forth. And and to me, I always watch what the president says. He is a stable genius. Then the people that his critics think that he just comes out of nowhere and he's just talking off the top of his head because he can't. I believe everything he says is the truth and it's intentional and he'll put something out there and then he'll come back to it. And all of a sudden he's railing about China. Now, well, let's put it this way. Let's go back. Let's go back to the original, the original truth telling that he stated uh, that uh, obama wasn't born in hawaii no not, not that one oh. but the the one uh, the one about uh about the obama administration wiretapping him now remember that he that the use of the term wiretap was mostly used as kind of a uh, adjective almost it was almost right. like it was or or a noun it was a it was like like when you have uh, pass me a kleenex 
Um, it's really maybe not even a Kleenex tissue paper. It's somebody else's brand. It's commonly um, understood And so it's as, generally, yeah. yeah. So generally, um, you, you have a... Uh, you have a situation where you you have a, uh, a a colloquialism per se, like wiretap. But it turns out that he was absolutely right in the end that the deep state and Obama's deep state, Obama's holdovers, were in fact spying on him. And that was right after. I mean, like that day or the next day, the general that was in charge of the NSA met with him at Trump Tower and then immediately they packed up all their stuff and they moved to his uh to his yeah. golf club out in wherever it is and wherever But remember that when he said that keep in mind uh everybody in the left wing media and everything else were like well he said it without evidence and he, and he, and he's and he's you know and, and how dare he undermine our our law enforcement institutions and and, and then uh and then immediately it's so funny how the news media has turned into just a bunch of uh deep state statist defenders when I thought the whole point of having this fourth estate, if you want to call it that, was to b- check and balance power. Uh, and, and, and the reality is the only check and balance of power they are interested in is trolling President Trump. They're not interested in anything else. So anything uh, Clapper says or anything Brennan says is automatically the truth. And, and, and it's funny, though, until yesterday – when the FBI came out with its report, then suddenly the same people who were telling us, how dare you question these law enforcement individuals who have risked their lives every day to help us? How dare you undermine institutions? Now suddenly have a news conference where they belittle the FBI. They're turning in circles. <laughs> I mean, they are losing. Can't you see? Splody heads. Yeah. <laughs> what do we say now? Well, and then, of and course. you can tell how flustered he is. Yeah. <laughs> And then, hysterical. of course, you have the situation where, as we just told you, uh, how is it possible that yet another person within the FBI uh, is seemingly unseemly as the FBI report itself, and good for them for, for, for dropping the dime on one of their own, says that uh, Ford's ex-FBI friend pressured – one of Ford's best friends to change her story after she said she didn't even know Kavanaugh. Remember that? And, and so, and so then, like leaning up against the wall and holding. <laughs> well, first she said she didn't know Kavanaugh. Then she said that uh, that, uh, that that then the woman uh, Leland Kaiser came forward and said, "But I believe her." So, so that was a second. Uh, coming for I her. Hadn't put that together. So that, that was after. That was after the FBI friend, the ex FBI friend. Says you need to find her. a way to get this right. story in alignment. Yeah. So what is it about some of these people? Now she's ex FBI, so I don't think that it's all FBI. What is it about these people, though, uh, in in this deep state who who seemingly have are seemingly very suspicious and, and very weird uh, about their going. I mean, like the Peter Strzok thing, you could never imagine a situation where Peter Strzok and this woman would be saying the things they were saying about the president. You'd never even think, right? of, think, think about it. And then his testimony freaked me out. And the veins in his head even looked oh, like Oh, yeah, he was, a little, he was a little weird, yeah. But, definitely oh, weird. those are some, well, you know what? They, they, they... 
they didn't think he would right. win. They're all, not all of them in the agencies, but the top level, that's how they get to be top level. So it's which came first, the chicken or the egg? You get to the top when you're corruptible. They will make sure you get there. Right. The uncorruptibles will never lead okay. under those administrations, past ones. So in the in the short time we have left here, the the uh, this is so much fun. The the the, the, the yesterday there was a poll with the Hawley McCaskill race, and the poll basically said that they are neck and neck at forty three percent. In fact, Hawley of all Republicans, according to this poll. Uh, was po- quite possibly doing the worst uh, when it comes to these uh, these vulnerable Democrat seats that people initially pegged. But then there was another poll that came out, and that was late last night, and that showed that the that that Hawley has jumped eight points ahead of Claire McCaskill. Now I don't know whether that's the case. All I'm saying is that based on the forty three forty three, I was very disappointed. If I were Josh Hawley, because he should be doing better than that. And I realize it's an off election. It's a midterm election. Traditionally, uh, the opposite party of what's in the White House takes control, has a good deal of success. But nonetheless, this is a different year, a different time. And this is a different state. So I was hoping that Hawley would do better. So it's good news, it looks like, that he's ahead eight points. And once again, without even trying. You know... He just kind of allegedly smells swampy, even if he's not. He smells swampy because of the whole Greitens thing. Yes. It's like, oh, dude, you haven't even gotten there yet, and we got drama with you. So I don't know what you're hearing from from your people, but what I'm seeing is that there are still some never-Trumpers that it doesn't matter. They're just going to be never Trumper and a vote lesser of two evils is a crime against humanity. And we're never going to fix things if you do that. But, um, I'm seeing overall a, a increased enthusiasm with urgency. And it's the urgency that gets people out to vote. You can vote for things, but the number one motivator in getting out the vote, and that's certainly what it comes down to in midterms is Fear. And that's what the Democrats have been trying to do. But I don't believe they've done it effectively. And now, you know, fear of what? We're going to have Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court. You need to get out and make sure. Done deal. Afraid of what? Trump? Most people are like, well, I, I think he's kind of an ass, but I'm not that scared. I'm not, not enough to remember to get out and vote. So I think Holly will be elected. I'm feeling that our people are, are, are they're going to, and they don't, they don't love him. Uh, but but they're going to get out there because the alternative is so. And you know right. what else, too, though, is Holly to me uh, just seems so weak. I don't imagine no matter what he thinks he's for and or says he's for. And that's where you hear our never Trump friends break it down, how, you know, he's not true constitution and all this. One thing's for sure with this president, any other president, I would be concerned about it. This president. No. Yeah. Once he's going to get to D.C. and Trump will tell Holly what to do. Holly is not going to be standing right. up there. You know, he better not. And, and, and then fighting Trump. And no. again, once again, Josh is uh, benefiting. Uh, once again, uh, once again, Trump supporters yes. are going to be the ones that put him over the top because those of us, I don't know, the, the, the Democrats are, are always so wrong about everything, and 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 they'll screw a wet dream up. They they can't. They can't, first of all, they predicted that the white suburban woman voter, female voter, is not going to stand for this Kavanaugh thing and will turn Republicans out. That's 
absolutely not going to happen. Uh, the oh, the Republicans will stay home because there's nothing really to fight for. It's like no, there's a lot the to fight for, and that is keeping you all yes. out of power and keeping President Trump in power in terms of his uh, his uh, agenda. And so, you know, the, the, I don't know where this idea came forward that there would be any sort of blue wave, and and, and now the numbers coming out with unemployment, uh, it just is. I, I don't know where they're getting their information other than it's the same source that they got that Hillary Clinton was going to win the, pre- the presidency. And people are – we're Mr. Trump, the president, is not as shocking as he once was because we're used to it. And so I think they've even lost that advantage. Be afraid of him. He's, he can't have his finger on the button. And I, I think we're used to it now. It's been two years. And, and even people that don't like him, you know, that they want to assign – uh, some political malice to it. They're going to do that anyway. But inside, in their gut, they're like, oh, that's just how he talks. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah he's, I love the guy. So, you know. I, I think he's a though. Oops. All right. Kim Paris. Thank you, Jane. ApacheBlaze.com. Check her also out on the uh, on the Facebook, y'all. And you don't do Twitter, do you? No, and I probably should because I know some, some people in our space are having good luck on Twitter. I just... Instagram, Apache Blaze underscore com on Instagram. Facebook, we do well. I heard, I Twitter's talked to a guy. I heard and, that, and we're pipes, so we're very visual. Yeah, I heard that uh, Instagram's a new thing. Like Instagram is like, not the new thing, but that's, that's, that is a becoming a hugely effective way uh, to communicate outside of Twitter. You know, I don't even know who people are on Twitter. Instagram, at least, you kind of have a great idea or some idea of who these people are because it's visual, like you are say. Are you going to be taking pictures of yourself on Instagram and making videos? <laughs> you should. You'd be good at that. Yeah. I, but, 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 I, but I think that's the new frontier. All right. Well, anyway, uh, have a good weekend, everybody, and pray for common sense and decency. That's for sure. Thank you to Discovery Design Truck Care. You guys are great. Uh, these guys, Rick Pogue and Jerry Pogue and the rest of the gang, thank you for the for the studio. You guys are uh, amazing and lovely. Thank you also to my guys over at Proctor Drapery. Actually, he's my guy, Michael Proctor. Proctor spelled like drproctordrapery.com. Make sure you uh, hit him up for all of your window treatment needs. He's got his mobile design unit. He'll come to you seven days a week. So if you want to call him, they'll come to your house on Sunday if you need him. Matthew Mitchell, 855-QUOTE-ME. 855-QUOTE-ME. Matthew Mitchell, also agency. Santino Cigars and Cocktails, thank you. Golden Oak Lending, 314-567-GOLD. Tracy Ellis and the Tracy Ellis team. Rick and Tracy, thank you so much. TracyEllis.com. And thank you, Dr. Naputi. You're the best, buddy. NaputiWellness.com and thank you to my most recent ad to the list of sponsors of the show Nutrition HQ Ricky Hall yeah buddy Ricky and Jenna Nutrition HQ NHQ.rocks McKnight in Manchester is where you're going to find him and I have a Facebook post featuring one of his uh, celebrated items up there that you're going to like veteran owned and ready to get you back up to where you need to be all kinds of great supplemental products for you. Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing. Yep, this is your studio. Thank you, guys. DDTruckUSA.com.
Kim Paris. Thank you, Jamie. Great to see you, baby. Take care, everybody. Thank you.